and she's been an athlete and she she lifts weights and and he does not he just likes to write poetry and he's a scrawny 120 pound 30 pound dude and she is all 180 just yoked uh, yeah and, and wrestles you know you know this is a is a Any kind of music, like my favorite artist, Chris Brown, you know, <laughs> Kanye West. Chris Brown, wait a minute, what? Yeah, I well, see. Chris Brown's your favorite artist? He's one of my favorite artists. Thank yeah. you, Carl, for being here today. Of course, man. Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. Thank you for letting me in your home, you know. Thank you for, uh, for the first moving time. up from Florida. For sure, for sure, man. <laughs> I'm back, and we just, you know, we, we me and my fiance, man, we, we moved up here because we have so much more support up here. You know, my mom being just so close to us, of course. Little brother got a chance to see him yesterday, which was awesome. Um, um, also had some some old dogs that I used to live with. Uh, his name is Simba and then Mocha, who they just recently got. And then Ty actually has his his own cat. I don't know what his name is, but yeah, they just they all live together. It's just it's just so good seeing everybody again, seeing mm-hmm. everybody thriving, you know, mm-hmm. in their own element. You know what I'm saying? It's just it just feels like I never really left really. And that's what that's what does it for me. It's funny because when you left, you were leaving because you felt like it didn't feel like home here. Yeah. Was, at least that's what I remember. That was the account you were telling me is it didn't feel like home and then like Florida uh just always had a homey feeling for you because you were from there originally. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It was that. It was also the fact I miss my grandmother. Yeah, I miss my family down there. Um, my cousin Randy, he was down there, and I had my uncle Ronnie, uncle Randy, and just had a bunch of family. Um, and we can we can unpack that, you know, as we go because my 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 family's kind of broken in a way. Mm. We don't really we don't really connect like that. Like I'll call, I'll try to call my uncle Ronnie every now and again, just to make sure he's okay. My stepfather, you know, he's been going through a lot, uh, a lot recently as well. Um, he just recently lost his fiance, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I think like a couple months ago. Um, so he's been going through a lot. <clears throat> um, through what? Like what was the cause of death? Um, I think she had a stroke. Oh. Um, she was in the hospital. She was bedridden for, for quite some time. I think like a year plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think what it was is that she was getting better at times, but then she would kind of like, she would take two steps forward, two steps back type right. of thing. So like, I just, my heart goes out to him. Like, I just, I feel sorry, really. <clears throat> um, I mean, outside of the family, you know, Florida, Florida itself, just really just being in Florida, like the atmosphere is different for me, if that makes sense. Just, you know, being able to be there, being able to, you know, see my family, just that restored a piece of me that I feel like I lost, you know. Um, over the years and being down there, I was able to just have peace of mind, just really be mindful, just, you know, take every day at a time in stride and just not put too much on my plate. You know, just being able to, again, just being around family that, that really helped out and to being able to reset myself. If, you know, if that makes sense. Well, we kind of took a huge detour here. I didn't mean to do that, but I'm glad you expressed those things. 
talk to me about this music that you've been that that's been flowing through you. I didn't know Chris Brown was your favorite artist. <laughs> yeah, Chris Brown's one of is one of my favorite artists. I I kind of grew up with like listening to his music. Honestly, thing was running it. He <laughs> no you no not he you oh, you were running it. I was. Uh, I mean, if you can run it, run it, <laughs> you, you, you was doing that. I was. It's your man on the floor. I was, was, the, that was, was pretty good. That was you, pretty good. You was definitely in your house dancing your ass off. I, I can't lie. I watching was. that. You used to watch. You used to wear a big ass hat too. A big ass fitted. Hats never really did it for me. Oh okay. No, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm a hat guy oh, even okay. to this day. Um, but I was definitely in my house, you know, trying to come up with like dance routines and stuff like mm-hmm. that, different kind of moves. I was actually on the, it's funny because when I was living here in Virginia, uh, before I moved, I would go to like, with my friends, I would go to like Santorini Nights in Gangsville or what have you. I'd go down to Fredericksburg, I believe. You know, that's where Keon was DJing at a point though? In Santorini's? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what's up. Shout out to Keon. Shout out to Keon. There you go. Another connection between y'all. Damn, man. <laughs> y'all stay. <laughs> Y'all too funny, man. I swear, for anybody that doesn't understand the joke and they wouldn't, I believe for you all to be from the same universe. (laughs) You guys are just, it's so weird. You guys just have the weirdest of similarities. And like these characteristics that you all share is just very, very weird. They're very funny. It is hilarious. They're very funny. Like you guys have just like the same energy about you all. It's very, very wild. Yeah. And I've known him for a long time. Oh, you know. know what I mean? I so, like, for me to imme- like meet you and I immediately was like, this nigga feels like Keon. Make that connection. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's wild, man. It is. It really is wild. You guys have, like, the same uh, s- sort of, like, you know, humility about you all selves and uh, the same desire for no confrontation oh not at all i man i i want no problem with nobody you know it's like but it looks the same coming out of both of you guys too it's just fucking hilarious um so what music have you been listening to that has you all happy as of late um i've been listening to some travis scott like some of his older albums i have listened to his new album that came out recently i don't know anything about travis scott music really oh okay not really okay um are you familiar with like some of his singles that he dropped with like Young? Well, there's this track that he dropped with Young Thug called Out West. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Um, he's 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 more of like a rapper. No, I'm sorry. Let me let me not. You don't have to explain to me like what Travis Scott is. Like I, I've heard, you know, like I heard him on a Fair Trade. Like that's a, that's a, I think that's a good song. Mm-hmm. Is all of Drake's. Prior out the uh, certified lover boy CLB. I never listened to that one, but okay, okay. okay. So the, he's on there. Mm-hmm. He has sicko mode also with Drake. Right. There's probably like a, another handful of songs that I know that he has. There's a song called Fingers Blue mm-hmm. that he has with this. He's like a younger rapper. One That's that, a good one. Yeah, sorry. Um, one that you might be really familiar with. Kendrick Lamar was on it, but Goosebumps. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like I know what he does. I know he kind of like he's really weird, sort of trance, kind of. You know, yeah. psychedelic sounding. Yeah. Just, you know, a lot of auto tune, rap, sing, whatever weirdness. I know that he was also a huge uh, piece of development or a developer in Kanye's music. I, he kind of came up helping Kanye. It was sort of like when 
Kanye was helping Jay-Z on the earlier albums of Jay-Z's albums, but like people didn't really, but Kanye wasn't big at that point in time. Right. He was just like some guy in the back helping right. Jay-Z. Producer, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then Travis Scott was the same thing to Kanye in a sense. Like Travis Scott was also, like Kanye was getting a lot of thoughts and a lot of ideas from Travis Scott. Wow. Uh, I want to wow. say like Dark Twisted Fantasy Days. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I, I, yeah, I want to say that. So you can hear a lot of like his sounds and Travis Scott sounds because Travis Scott was helping him with music. Wow. Uh, and then he got big. That's dope. That's yeah. Super dope. So, so yeah, I know kind of like what he does. I just don't know his music that well. Like I haven't gone through his albums gotcha. the way you're talking about. Gotcha. Gotcha. But okay. So you're listening. Do, do you listen to new music ever or do like, do you find yourself just replaying playlists and albums that you like? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. I do find myself listening to the, the older music. Like I, of course, I give the the newer music a listen, and then I just go back to the older music. <laughs> right. I think it's more of like a a nostalgic feeling. Mm-hmm. So it's just it, it just gives me that that kind of feeling when I go back to it. Yeah, um, yeah. People seem to like really like listening to the songs that they like over and over and over again, which is funny because I guess that means. Like to some degree, when you t- when you search for a song, like mm-hmm. you know exactly what song you're about to go play. Yes, sir. There's clearly something in that song that you need. You know what I mean? There's something about that song that's calling out to you in that moment. Yeah. You know? So I guess when people know they need a certain feeling mm-hmm. or something, they can just, let me go play this song. Boom. Like, oh, I'm going to just go to this album and just play this album because this is just where my headspace is at at the moment. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, man. I, I definitely have done a lot of the same. Okay. But I'm always... There was a point in time, which was very interesting, where I chose to, I was like, I'm just going to listen to new music. Like every single song I listen to is going to be a new song mm, that okay. I've never heard before. Okay. And I'm going to do that for like three months straight or okay. something. And I think, I think I did it. Mm-hmm. I, or if not, I did it for a long time where like every single song I played, I would never allow myself to pick a song I'd ever heard before. Okay. So I just, was just listening to a bunch of new stuff. Gotcha. How did, how did that make you feel <laughs> afterwards? Uh, I... I don't know if I, I probably came away with like some things, Mm. but I don't know what they are at this moment in time. Mm. What I will say is that my, my discography is very eclectic, or I at least think it is. It's a lot of different things. Mm. Recently, my friend Lindsay put me on to a band called Camp with two A's. Oh, have you ever heard of them? No. They're like a folk band. And, okay. And I had never, Really listened to that much folk before. I think John Mayer came out with an album or two of like some folky blues stuff, but it was John Mayer fied. It okay. wasn't really, gotcha. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> but I don't know. I've been riding around like the past week just listening to this folk band play. Mm-hmm. These banjos and these guitars and stuff and this old gravelly voice singing all these beautiful songs. I'm like three albums deep now. Wow. Okay. And I'm just riding around because it just feels like like home right now. It oh. feels like I'm riding around. The leaves are beautiful outside, right? You have all the, the auburn, yellow champagne, yellow, orange. Yeah. Just beautiful, beautiful leaves out there. And I'm just driving and I'm just listening to people like tell stories about love mm-hmm. and loss. Wow. And you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and it's just sure. like, it's just very, very wholesome feeling. Okay. I'm feeling very wholesome right now. Okay. 
I like it. I'm feeling very wholesome. That's good. Um, so yeah, I guess like right now, that's what I like. Okay. Like, that's mostly what I'm listening to. Okay. For I know you were a fan of uh, classical music. Yeah. I've never. Um, mm-hmm. um, I haven't. I don't. I haven't dove into classical. I do like jazz, like smooth jazz, blues jazz. I, I love that kind of stuff for okay. sure. Yeah, for sure. I like jazz. Um, no, I think. The the classical stuff for me is definitely more of a meditative state thing. That's kind of what I've made it for myself. Because mm-hmm. uh, only so many hours in the day, so you have to ask yourself, well, what are you listening to, and like, when are you going to listen to that thing? Like, for right? Sure. Yeah. Um, I used to listen to music in the grocery store oh. when I would grocery shop, and then and then it seemed like the world went crazy. So I took those headphones out so I could. Be more aware of the pays fucking attention to what's going on around me. Gotcha. Um, so crazy, man. That's crazy. Uh, and maybe I should have just been paying attention the whole time. You know what I mean? Maybe I should have never been listening to music at the grocery store. I don't know. Uh, uh, but either way, I usually listen to classical music while I'm. I have like a meditation playlist that her and I share. And oh. we just usually, it's got, I don't know how many hundreds of songs on there, mm. but it's a great, great meditative yoga. Just sit back, chill, classical type of thing. Just, like, just a lot of violins and pianos playing. Yeah, that's that and sounds, synths. That's that sounds wonderful. I'm just yeah. yeah, just real vibey. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. vibe. You just sort of go into some like inner galactic space type of type of deal. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. cool. That's real cool, man. So classical, folk right now, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, definitely always to. Some form of hip hop is involved in there. Mm. I've been jumping back to Kendrick's Mr. Morale every now and again. Big steppers, yeah. You know, whatever J. Cole's doing, I'm usually clicking on that. Waiting on that fall off album. That is one I'm, I know I'm going to listen to heavy for sure. J. Cole is one of those artists that, that on a rap scale, for sure. I can I can really relate to him for sure. He does that. It'll be interesting to see what he wants to rap about. It'll be interesting, like what. What's inspiring him right now? Yeah, um, because whatever it is, it's just definitely working. Mm. I definitely want to know what it, because we get glimpses of like what's on his mind because he's on features. And when you're on somebody's feature, like you're featuring on someone's song, mm-hmm. one, it might depend on what their song is about, yeah. right? Yeah, which then you're going to cater to mm-hmm. as the feature, or you know, or whatever it is, you find a way of really getting in there what's on your mind right and i think he does a good job of doing that for sure on other people's songs so it'll be interesting with the last few verses we've heard from him Mm -hmm. what he'll do with a whole body of work (laughs) that'll be interesting that'll be interesting yeah i think so man i I think he's getting better and better too which is weird it's crazy it's so weird dude there's this thing i love about people getting better at things they're like i i truly can't shake it like it's the I get so fucking juiced <laughs> when I when I experience someone getting better or something. Yeah, I love it more than anything. They're having fun, bro. That's I, what it is. It's it's so fun to see someone get so good at something that it starts to seem like it's just like like it's just so admirable because it seems like they have such a good time doing it. Yeah. Like when he raps, it seems like he has so much fun. Yeah. It seems like he has so much leeway. Yeah. Like he has so many different tools Mm -hmm. in ways to maneuver. He can do whatever he wants. It seems like he's having so much fun. Yeah. And like, so when you get to see someone get so good at something, Mm -hmm. did it just like, it just, they just transcend that thing. 
that's that. I think that's. I think what that is is that that flow state. He reached that flow state. He's just he he probably feel like he he can't reach a ceiling. You know, like he just he just. I don't know. I don't know what's going through his mind, but just to see him from that first album that he dropped into what he's doing now. I don't like old J. Cole. Really? By the way. Wow. No. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. And, but I think a lot of the reason being is because I got on an old J. Cole late. Oh, okay. See, like if, if it had happened when he was doing that old work, Mm-hmm. Workout, mm-hmm. F- workout plan sample that he did. Maybe I'd like, you know, maybe I would have liked that old shit that he was doing. Understood. But when I got on the J. Cole, he was already matured to some degree. Mm-hmm. I got on the J. Cole around Forest Hills Drive. Mm, okay. So and then, was... and then I really like a little bit. But okay. then I really started listening to him after Forest Hills Drive. Mm, okay. Okay. You know, so then I went back mm-hmm. and. I couldn't listen to old J. Cole now. Understood. Like Understood. as a new, I couldn't because I like J. Cole for his maturity. Right. Understood. Now. Right. Right. So when I go back and listen to old J. Cole, yes. he's like, I don't like that. The way, he, the way he's speaking about women at that point in time is most of the songs is he's like kind of dogging women out. <laughs> Like, that's a lot of old J. Cole music, <laughs> is he's really talking about, like, fucking chicks from different cities and whatever. Like, he's talking about the young rapper thing. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a young rapper. He's yeah. a new young rapper. For sure. And he's doing the new young rapper lifestyle. Like, sure. that's that's what he's living. Everybody wanted to be, maybe not everybody, but a lot of the kids, man, they just, they wanted to have the dreadlocks. They wanted to have the big jerseys or whatnot. <laughs> they wanted to be a gangster, bro. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know why that was the phase. They wanted to have the big jersey. Yeah, they, you know, I think when Wayne was coming up, of course, and Wayne and his and himself, that's he's, you know, his own lyricist, but like, you know, when when um I forgot what the track it was, it was hot something, but like The Block is hot? I think it was that one, but you know, uh, well, I think that's a album or a piece of a body of work. Yeah, but I mean everybody just Oh, you talking about Fireman? Fireman, there we go. Oh, my bad. Yeah, you talking about Fireman. Fireman, yeah. Yep. Everybody wanted to be a gangster, bro. Oh, yeah. That was a different time. <laughs> I, I had that phase too, I'm not gonna lie. That to was you. a different time. For sure. Yeah, because I think that was uh was that the Carter Three? That was around, I think, I think so. that was the Carter Three. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that was a different, I think Shooter was on there, Robin Thicke. Oh, okay. Shooter, Shooter. Shooter, Shooter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yep. that was a different time. When it was. When Wayne came out that time, like, everybody wanted to start skateboarding. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> everybody wanted to have the tattoos. Everybody was really comfortable going and shopping at Hot Topic, <laughs> even though they never had before, like, and just getting... Like, you know, heavy metal T-shirts mm-hmm. that they they don't know who that artist is, but it was just very cool to have them. Yeah, yeah. Wallet chains were huge. Oh, I'm one of those too. I, I got why. a wallet chain. You got one? Yeah. Oh, still? No. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No. <laughs> no. Don't don't ask me if I have a wallet chain right now. <laughs> okay. Don't okay. ask me if I have a wallet. Chain. Understood. Understood. I never will. Never will. <laughs> Oh, why, I don't. I don't know. Under why were those such a hot commodity? Like, because Lil Wayne was wearing it. Well, there, I there's mean, nothing else. There's nothing else. Just for, wallet okay. chains had been a thing. People just made fun of them. They're like, you really have like your wallet chained to your belt loop. Yeah, really, it's that serious. You're gonna lose your wallet in your back pocket. <laughs> like, you really need to. Okay, cool. But it was like a thing amongst the skater community and the the, the goth community, whatever. 
that whole side of things where we just weren't really tapped into it until yeah. Wayne said it was cool. Yep. And he started skateboarding and then everybody wanted to be Wayne. And then, then you had this whole like rush of people that were kind of doing like on that skateboarding, uh, you know, sort of wave. Mm. Not necessarily skateboarding, but rappers that were just like promoting like sort of a more punk rock feel. Oh, uh, yeah. Like you had a... Shop Boys, Party Like a Rock Star came yep. out. Yep. You know what I mean? Like there was like a the whole thing where people started like black dudes would started doing mohawks yep. and they were wearing little fucking wristbands that have the metal spikes on them and niggas was just doing a lot of That's things. crazy. Niggas was doing a lot. <laughs> yeah, niggas was doing a lot. Yeah, yeah. The, the little studded belts. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. The, the studded belts. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like things started to really change. A lot of vans. Yeah. Wow. A lot of vans. Wow. Started being worn. Fashion has come quite a way. Niggas huh? was just walking around with backpacks on <laughs> <laughs> at restaurants and at the mall, like niggas didn't have nothing. The flat, the backpack was always flat as hell. It wasn't not a book. They never read a book. Yeah, but they had the backpacks on. You had Ninja Turtle backpacks. Niggas was walking around with Blues Clues backpack. It didn't even matter. They just had backpacks on because it, it was on. like a cool skater gear right. accessory to have. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 funny. That's yeah, crazy. it was different times, man. Man, I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah, it was great though. Different times. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So off the off the music topic, because that that man, it's. I don't know what it is, man. Sometimes I really do feel like I'm getting old. This is the last thing I'll say about that whole folk thing. Is mm. one, it's fun to come across new things that you like. For sure. Right. Absolutely. Change your mind about something. Come up with new things. Like, wow, I never thought I'd really listen to this type of music. I thought this was the corniest shit in the world back in the day. Right. But it's sometimes. You start getting older and thinking about shit and feeling shit differently. Just listening to some people talk about that over a banjo mm -hmm. every now and again, like, like some real, like a real person's talking to you about their life. Yeah, shit, it feels different. Different, yeah, it definitely feels different. And again, just the fall time makes me feel even closer to that sort of feel for the for some reason, like that sit around a campfire. Yeah, somebody, oh. somebody has an instrument. Mm -hmm. Somebody's telling a story. Yeah, you know what I mean. You all are sharing experiences, like that whole feel. Yeah, is what I get from that sort of music and driving down a long lane, just filled with autumn leaves falling. And uh, it's like oh, and the crisp air outside. Oh man, you're like oh yeah, yeah. I can picture that now. I yeah. like this. That drive when we were back working at Salamander. That drive just to mm, get to Salamander. The rolling hills. Oh, the man. horses galloping off in the distance. Little cows mooing. <sighs> Foxes running around everywhere. Gotta watch out for those deer, though. They'll fuck you up. Yeah, the deer will. They will fuck you up. Yeah, I've definitely sworn off. I've, 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 I've swerved. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Trying to fucking, yeah. Had I, to maneuver just to I get away from that. that it looked like a real, like... Like heist chase, <laughs> like I love it. the way I was steering. I love it, man. Yeah, that um, was that was beautiful. Those times. Man. All right, man. Well, listen, I'm uh, I'm glad you're back. This is going to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, you being up here, thank you. Man. Um, thank you. It'll be interesting to see what it is you get into. I don't know. Like, do you have any any hobbies you you're gonna try to do? Is there anything up here you're gonna try to do differently than you did last you were here? Um, how long has it been since you were living here? Three years. Three years? Three years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so is there anything different? Anything that you felt like you got 
as as you were saying, you you had pieces of you restored down there. Is there anything that you want to do differently up here now with that restoration? Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if I told you over the phone <clears throat> the last conversation that we had, but I definitely I feel like honestly the the podcast. I think it was when you and Mikey one one eighty four maybe when you guys were talking about how the people over there in Thailand they live longer just by simply moving. I, I listened to that. And honestly, I was inspired because you know what? I have that luxury to just, I can just get up and walk. That's all I have to do. I don't have to just, you know, make it extremely difficult for myself. I can just get up, put some shoes on and walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I believe that I have a new found, I, I'm, I, I found something new with just my health. Just want to take better care of myself, wanting to feel better because after those walks that I was doing those miles, you know, three and a half, four and a half, five miles, I felt better. You know, I felt better about myself. I felt better about the path that I was taking um, to health, you know, and just feeling better. So I just, I want to take, I want to take control of my health. Um, I want to go on the hikes, you know, do those. Only went on a few of the, with the guys, you know, when I was back here before. Um, We're going to get you some trekking poles. I'm with that. Because last time you almost blew your knees out mm -hmm. various times. Yep, yep. Yeah. I just, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I didn't have that knowledge, you know, I'm just, I, I just want to do whatever I can to just get as healthy as possible, feel as best as I can. And um, honestly, other than that, there's not really much different except mentally. I feel better, you know. Um, I forgot what episode you guys were, were talking about it, but like the mental, the mental levels I've, I've mentally, I feel like I've leveled up for sure. Mm. Um, a great deal, a, a great deal. Just what's been the, the biggest thing, the biggest thing about my mental, just honestly, less clutter. Mm. Uh, and what I mean by that is just, I was thinking about a lot of things. I was thinking about the future. I was thinking about the past. And I think with that, you know, thinking about not thinking about what I had in front of me. Like in, in that moment, it created a lot of anxiety, you know, created a lot of maybe depression here and there. Um, and as far as like depression, we can unpack that too. I know there's a lot that goes into that. Um, just, you know, just less, a lot less clutter, so much less clutter. Just one thing I'll say about that is one, that's a fact. Having less clutter definitely feels much better. Oh my God. Just like your home. Yes. And when you just clean up, mm -hmm. right? Or as we were speaking about, when you move into a new place and you have boxes and shit everywhere, and it's like the house does not look at all the way you know it's supposed to look or you want it to look at the end, mm -hmm. or you're trying to renovate a room and you're, you're trying to build, a, you know, a pod studio, whatever the thing is, mm -hmm. you you don't necessarily always feel that great until you get those things ordered out and just nice you have a nice clear space to walk around and look at things you're not tripping over shit all the time you yes, know sir. like it, it feels good it feels clean it feels tidy yes sir mm -hmm. same thing with your mental space yep it's like a mental storehouse yeah. is the way i've heard it that's talked about before a mental storehouse i like that that's a good yeah but uh I, d I definitely get that and i'm glad that you feel mm. um much better about that trying to think about all those things the future the past trying to bring all these things together, mm -hmm. having just like the anxiety of constantly trying to figure, 
trying to figure everything in the world out yep. is yeah this it's a lot man yeah. it's a lot to put on yourself yeah for sure now i felt like my love life at the time was just complete trash you know well you know <laughs> i'm glad that you brought that up because i think you know a lot of anxiety for people does come from this it comes from like We we like to think that we're very rational beings, mm -hmm. you know, humans. We're definitely very emotional. For sure. Um, For sure. And we're driven by those more often than we'd like to admit. Mm -hmm. So we always make what we think are rational arguments for why we're paying attention to whatever we're paying attention to. Mm -hmm. Right? And it's tough when you really feel like the thing that you're paying attention to, like this is the thing I ought to be paying attention to mm -hmm. for whatever reason, mm -hmm. like you're trying to get a new job mm -hmm. and you're, you're, you know, and you're like, I need a new job because I need more money or I need a better schedule or whatever. I need these, these benefits that it's going to give me. And that's going to allow me to do X, Y, and Z, which is going to make everything better. Yep. Right. So you're, so you're putting a bunch of effort into that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that. It could be anything. Yeah. But then you have, a loved one, mm -hmm. like say a wife, mm -hmm. fiance, what a girlfriend. And you're so focused on this thing. You don't know how, just how focused on this thing you are mm -hmm. and how unfocused you are on this person that's living with you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, it, you know, at some point in time, maybe it occurs to you that you're not giving that person enough attention. Right. And then if it does occur to you, you're just like, damn, I was really not paying attention over here. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just about this one thing. Tunnel vision. You know, for sure. It's very, very difficult for people to get out of that sometimes. Yeah. But then when you do, you're like, oh fuck, it's so crazy that I was just like focusing on that thing so much. Yeah. So it's and it's not that like it was completely wrong. You know, it's different when you're just like, I need to focus on how I'm going to get heroin every day, mm -hmm. right? Like that's a certain type of focus, <laughs> you is. know, but when you, but you can make an excuse, a rational excuse for why you're focusing on your job and your career, right? Right. And it's like, that's rational. I need to live. I need to make money. Yeah. Like I got to boom. Okay. For sure. So I need to focus on this. For sure. So it's not like you're totally in the wrong mm. for that. Yeah. I think the hardest thing in life for people is balance. Yeah. You know, and like figuring out like when to sway back and forth between things and never get too, too solidified in just one corner pocket somewhere, right. you know. Right. I think that, that that can be tough to just like release and go over to this other thing. For sure. You know, just sure. just walk away sometimes. For, absolutely. Um, so so yeah, I'm glad that you feel that way, that you've gotten a better handle on on that. Is is that why you feel like the relationship was trash? Or like, what, what was it about why you feel like the relationship was trash? Because don't get me wrong. You did say that, correct? I didn't hear that incorrectly. Well, you said that at a point in time you felt that the relationship was trash. I'm sorry. You're incorrect on that. What did you just say? I said that um, I felt like my love life was trash. Wait, that, that's what I'm, your relationship. 
all your love like, life. Yeah, as far as like trying to, you know, date women. And okay, okay. We're talking about before. Before all, yeah. Okay, before, before your current partner. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you were saying like you had been fucking up. Oh, no, 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 and no. And you felt like it was trash. Your, your current relationship was trash because you were not there. Okay, so oh, no. I just so I just spoke about some whole other shit. Though. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have uh, I should have explained that. Okay. But, um. Me and me and my fiance, honestly, from in, in, in my viewpoint, that our relationship is, I don't think it could get better because you know she's she's a better communicator than I am, and I just do everything that I can to communicate better than I did yesterday. But you know, between the both of us, I just feel well, like boom. That's how that's how it can get better. Exactly. But just, just so you know, I mean, well, no, you said you didn't know how it could get better, but but, oh. but there's your answer right there. I mean, that's one answer. Okay, is if you feel like you can, if you can, and you have the will, like the desire mm-hmm. to become a better communicator, mm-hmm. then that's a way that it, it could get better. Absolutely. I believe it. But yeah, our relationship, you know, the way we both communicate is just, she said to me yesterday that she didn't think that it was possible to be more in love with me than she already was. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm just, and, and overall, man, I, I'm thankful. I'm so, I'm so thankful. I feel very, very blessed that we have the relationship that we have. And, you know, every day, every day is just like, she's my plus one. I just, I feel like we're, we're intertwined, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But before her, um, I felt like, I felt like, honestly, I felt like something was wrong with me. You know, I just felt like I was trying to wonder why, like, man, why, why am I not getting the girls? Like my boys over here, they getting, they can get whatever girl that they feel like all the girl, they got all the girls. Why am I not getting them? <laughs> got all the girls? <laughs> Why am I not getting the women? Trust me, they never have all of them. I know. I know when you, you're not dating someone, mm-hmm. it can feel like they got them all. They don't got them all. Uh, but I understand. But I understand what you're saying. Though. Understood. So um, between that um, and you know when I was living with my mom, I, I felt like I was constantly seeking approval. You know, I would try to tell her like what I had planned. Like um, if I had planned on going, there was a point in time where I wanted to go to the military, like Army, Air Force. And I would tell her these things and she would like, all right, you know, I'll see you when I believe it. You know, you, you, you've, you've been known to not really fall through with things. And I understood, you know, I was hard headed. You know, I just couldn't really see the, the bigger picture at the time. Um, I had a lot of mental baggage. Um, but between that and just, you know, being an older brother, I always... I was always looking for that older brother figure just to mm. feel like I belonged somewhere. Um, I, I don't know, man. It, it was it was a lot. Just I put. Did, a, did you not like being a leader to your younger brother? I don't think it was that. I think it was I didn't know how to lead. Yeah, I didn't know how to be that figure that they could look up to if they wanted to look up to me. Because there was a point in time where I wanted to look up to my stepfather. That's why I wanted to go to the military. But I figured out that I don't have to follow in his footsteps. I can follow my own path. And that's what I did. Um, then the, you know, going to the military never really worked out. So I just worked you know, a plethora of jobs that you know about. <laughs> yes. This nigga has worked a lot of jobs in a lot of different places. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and just... just I was looking for outside approval when I should have just been looking within. Um, and once I once I did go down to Florida and found what was within, I was just so much better off. Mm. You know, so, um, and if you want, we can we can unpack like how out with the depression because when I was working at Salamander, 
there was a point in time where I actually felt suicidal. Yeah, I think you I think you spoke to me about that. And this is one reason why I wanted us. I mean, we, you and I both expressed this, that I wanted us to have a one on one conversation because you had done an episode before Brad and Keon were mm-hmm. there. One person that you kind of know, one person you didn't know at all. Mm-hmm. But I think you had heard him on like a previous podcast that he had done with us. Yeah. But either way, there's this really interesting that thing that happens with humans and the number of people within the the current dynamic, right? Yeah. Like the conversational circle at the moment. Yeah. And when it's when it's one on one, which is often what I experience in here, mm-hmm. it's a very particular type of conversation. Just right. like the conversations you and I share over the phone often. Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. But, as soon as you add like one more person, like the whole dynamic changes because yeah. it's a whole other human here now. Right. That has their own thoughts and energy they bring into the room and beliefs and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Their own personal etiquette, right? Mm-hmm. Their own behavior. And so that automatically changes the thing. So when we get in group settings, mm-hmm. a lot changes. Right. A lot changes. We've hung out with groups of four or five, whatever, three. And then just you and I. And those are all very, very different shades of Carl we get to see, hear, and express himself, which is usually zero to none. Like, it's not much that you really fit to give. No. No. Honestly. Yeah, like, once the number of people start to go up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now, I think that was before I moved to Florida, but now that I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin, uh, I'm- I'm, Much better there. Exactly. I'm, I'm more comfortable giving a lot more of myself. Okay. And putting it out there. All right. But either way, now that we're here, we can have this very regular one-on-one Carl Earl conversation. Yes, sir. Um, so, so yeah, okay. So a lot of the reason why you went down there was a sense of, of, of homesickness, of feeling like there was a piece of you missing. Mm-hmm. You went down there to try to regain this thing. Mm-hmm. You felt like your love life up here was shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you went down there. It got better. Mm-hmm. You got better in certain ways. Um, It was about uncluttering the mind, Mm -hmm. finding love in yourself, Mm -hmm. and which which is a ridding of this depression. So, so where? How far does this depression go back? You've spoken to me about this before in the past, but I feel like sparingly. Sparingly, yeah, yeah. I I can definitely attest that I was very vague in how I, you know, wanted to address my depression and anxiety. But now that I'm in a better headspace, but I think my depression goes as far back as maybe, honestly, maybe when my parents started to split up, Mm. seeing that broken household, just, you know, my little brother and sister were still so young and me just, of course, seeking attention because I was an only child for a while. It was just me and my mom for a while. Before I turned five, it was just me and my mom. Um, my mother told me that my biological father put his hands on her and that's what ultimately led them to being, you know, um, not together. And I think just, just that broken homeness, you know, that's why I was always trying to find like the older brother figure. Um, I'm not sure if I told you about that, but like, I believe I found that a little bit within you mm-hmm. and, and other people like, um, that, that, you know, those, those fuck niggas that I dealt with. Um, and we can, you know, Dexter, Dejan, Johan. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's it, terrible. They're absolutely terrible. Um, and we'll unpack, we can unpack that too if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, we all find some people that, um, 
maybe it's not the right time for us to be friends. There was there was a guy that I used to look up to, mm-hmm. and he's he, he's a good guy. He just um, one he has a lot of very attractive qualities about him. Mm-hmm. Like he's very very good with his words. Mm-hmm. Um, he attracts people easily. Okay. Um, he's very impressive with his knowledge and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so when I met him, I was young. I was probably like twenty one years old. He was three or so years older than me. So I looked up to him quite a bit. Mm. Um, But then I kind of started to feel like a lot of the ways in which he was engaging with people seemed a bit empty to me, Mm. Um, or at least emptier than I wanted to to be. Because then when I started to mimic his ways, Mm -hmm. it it seemed like I was more able to attract people. Mm. Um, And, but, the relationships that I had seemed void mm. of the things that I wanted in relationships. Right. So sometimes you just find yourself attracted to people. Like you said, you're looking for an older brother figure. So you find, you know, these, as you called them, fuck niggas. Yeah. And they lead you astray for mm-hmm. a little while. But, you know, you got out of there. Though. Yeah, absolutely. You got out of there. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. But outside of that, um, just that again, broken home and broken homeness. Um, trying to trying to be an older brother to my little brother and sister when I myself didn't really know how to lead. Um, and then that stemmed into when I was eighteen, my cousin, whom you know Trey, the one that you know, I don't speak to him anymore for you know why, but um, he introduced me to weed, so I started smoking when I was eighteen. Um, and I started using that as, I guess, trying to fill the void. I mean, to a degree, maybe it kind of worked. It made me feel better, but I was still missing some core pieces. It didn't. It didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Now, of course, I, <laughs> it didn't I, do what it was supposed to do. Yeah. What I what I was looking for at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Um. So you know, I, I think my depression goes as far back as that, and then once I started getting into my head and letting that clutter get to me. So what, so what were you doing down in Florida that you felt like helped this? Because you didn't ever go to, you never got like a therapist or a counselor of any sort, did you? No, no. Um, I was just spending time with my grandmother, you know, feeling, spending time with people that I felt like could relate to me more. Um, and them just, you know, um, having conversations with them and letting them, um, um, finding out more of what I I guess I felt what I needed, you know, at the time have within those conversations and then I can further look deeper within myself as like, oh, I had that all along. So I can just start tapping into that, bringing that, more of that out of me. And I think that's why I like reflection. I I just I love reflections because it just gives me time to see what I'm missing and just try to sharpen that. Um, so spending time with family. I didn't have a lot. I didn't have friends down there except for like work friends. Um, so just spending, spending time fishing, you know, out in the water. I miss being around the water a lot, um, going to beaches, just driving to lakes or whatever, whatever I had to do to just, just free my mind, free, feel as free as possible. And um, I believe that was pretty much it. Just take, just take those elements. Um, fishing helped out a lot as well. I mean, I, of course, I know I did that a lot up here, but like, there was just something more freeing about it being in Florida mm. for whatever reason. Um, caught a lot of fish down there too. It was, it was awesome. Um, spent time with my uncle Ronnie, but, um, and we can unpack that. It, it, a lot to unpack because 
my uncle having conversations with him, I feel like I'm always stepping on eggshells and tiptoeing around different, you know, having conversations with him. I, I never liked that. And I just recently found that out about myself. Just always had that feeling, but I never knew why. But mm-hmm. now I know why. You know, just having conversations with him, it just, it feels like he's always trying to treat me like a son rather than a nephew. Um, like when I was, I, I just recently sold my car to him and he, it just felt like he would call me. He would just like wail on me, bro. Like, he's like, you didn't tell me about this, that, and the third. You didn't tell me the tires were flat, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> before <laughs> Carl, did you not, did you sell him a car and not tell him that the, the tires were flat? Well, here's the thing. I couldn't tell the car because I had so much, we were moving. Okay. So like we had so much going on. I couldn't tow the car to him. I was using AAA because mm-hmm. if I used somebody else, if I used a third party, I'd be paying like $400 just to get the car to him. So uh, the car itself, it was unreliable in the fact that I was having the gas issue. Mm-hmm. Whenever I put gas into it, I'd have to step on the gas pedal just to keep it idle. He knew about that. I told him about that. But I guess when we were having a conversation about the car, there was just some parts that I that he felt like I didn't tell him. Did you left out about yeah, the car? But I thought I told him. So like, I get, I get it. <laughs> so you're saying when the car was idle, like say you stopped at a red light, mm-hmm. like at an intersection, you mean like you would have to like pump the gas a little bit, like to keep it going? Oh, no, no. So like whenever I would pump gas into it, I oh. just have to keep it just to keep it idle. Oh. Once I got it started and it was idle, it was good. Oh. Like I could start it the next day. It would like nothing happened. Mm. It was weird. Very weird. Um, Yeah. It, again, about my uncle was just, Stepping on those eggshells when he was wailing. On I don't know if I'm if I'm understanding to keep it idle. Like you had to when you were pumping gas into the car, mm-hmm. and the and the car is clearly off. Mm-hmm. You're just pumping the pedal. To what do you mean to keep it idle? What do you mean? Okay, so I would um, pump the gas into the car, get in the car, try to start it, and then it would of course try to start up, sputter, and then die. So I would try to, I'd have to start it. When I started it again, step on the gas pedal enough so it could stay idle. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So it, it, it was very weird. I tried, there was, it, and it's been happening for, I could never figure it out. To this day, I don't know what was going on. I think it's a wire issue maybe. Um, but like I, I, when I was down there in Florida getting looked at, um, um, they, they, I took it to a mechanic shop and they did a gas test and they found like there was like some holes leading to the gas tank that was an, that was an issue um i had i replaced that cost $900 got it replaced but that still didn't fix the issue got a new battery still didn't fix the issue got a brand new computer mod like an ecm is what they call it still didn't fix the issue uh, All right, so hold on, let's get back on track. So your uncle's upset with you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and he's speaking to you like you feel like you're his son rather than his nephew. You know, you could, you don't actually have to have either of those titles. It, it could just be he's speaking to you like someone that sold him a car that he feels like did not tell him the, the ins and outs of the entirety of, you know, the, right. the car. And right. And then again, I felt like, again, I had a lot going on with the move and stuff. So like when he asked me, I feel like I thought I addressed those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I didn't. And I own up to that. I own up to my mistakes. Mm. I apologize to him. Yeah. But, you know, it just. Yeah, at this point, it is what it is. You sold a nigga the car and you live up here now. It is what it is. I had no intention on like lowballing him, like, mm. like screwing him over. Mm. I would never do that. You know, I did tell him majorly what was wrong with it. But 
it was those smaller things like the the tires I get. Uh, he had to jumpstart the battery, but I told him that I haven't driven that car in quite some time. Mm. So I guess I kind of had an idea that he may have like realized it, like, hey, I haven't driven this car in quite some time, so you may have to check these things, you know, mm. X, Y, Z. So, mm. uh, yeah, okay, all right. So, all right. So, where, so where are we at? So you're down in Florida. You're mm. you're trying to you're, you're trying to get better. You're connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have anybody really down there at all. Um, but you're looking for big brother figures. Mm. So, so, okay. So I guess I was asking you what it was you were doing down there and you Mm. were just saying things to clear your mind, like spend time with your grandma and fish Mm -hmm. and smoke some weed. Yeah. Just doing more of the things that I love that I was, I mean, basically doing up here, but in a new light, if that makes sense. So that was, I mean, that was, excuse me, that was pretty much it. You know, um, I, I, Outside of just greatly missing my grandmother and Florida itself, just home, I, you know, got that feeling. And then, you know, meeting, meeting my fiance, that my now fiance, that I it felt like I was on the right path mm. for sure. Um, and, you know, now, now I'm engaged to be married October 1st, 2026. Oh, October, oh, you guys have said it. Oh, 2026. That's interesting. Yeah. You, why'd you, how'd you guys land on 2026? We feel like that date, that'll give us enough time to, like, prepare for it because we're going to have, like, a small type of thing. I was about to say, what are you guys trying to do here? What are we, ta- what are we talking about? We're going we're gonna to keep it small. We'll, we'll, um, we don't want to do anything extravagant. She kind of, she wants to do, like, a kind of like a, a starry theme, um, kind of like a, like a night, a night sky type theme. Um, have, like, some, some royal, royal blues, royal purples for, like, the, uh, the groomsmen and the, um, what are they called? The, uh. Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. <laughs> the bridesmaids. Yeah, learn this lingo, nigga. I don't even care about <laughs> weddings. I don't even care about them, and I know this. Oh, man. But, um, but yeah, we, we it's going to be very, very small, kind of like a five, no more than maybe 5K, maybe maybe a little less than that. She doesn't like, even for the ring that I got her, um, at, at first glance, it may look like a $10,000 ring, but really it's a $35 ring. Mm. So, you know, she's not, she's not big into the... The flashy, flashy, you know, it's, she's big behind the meaning of things, you know. Okay. So what is, okay, what is the amount of people we're talking about? Because that'll help me get a better understanding. Probably maybe no more than 50, maybe 60. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's small. Yeah. So of course you're invited. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, Keon, if he likes you, shouts out to Keon. Mikey, you know, the guys, if, you, if they'd like as well. So that way they know if they listen to the pop. Very nice. For sure. Yeah, All right, man. Well, yeah, listen, I'm happy for you. I'm, Thank you. You know, I think that um, I think that being in a relationship is something that can be magical. Mm-hmm. I think it's also something that can be extremely chaotic for no reason. For sure. For sure. I've seen both of those. Oh, man. Um, and at, at this point for me, which is that like, Still in its infancy stage to some people, they're just like like four like four years into knowing someone ain't really shit. I think it's about how you spend that time. For sure. Um as as with everything. Mm. But I think that finding someone that you can grow with seems to be like the key. Absolutely. I think it's someone you can grow with because like liking someone at the moment is cool. Mm. It's nice that you like them for whatever reasons you like them. Yeah. 
But that's going to change. Absolutely. Right. Or you're going to change and or well, no, definitely. And the circumstances of life are going to change. Absolutely. So, like, it's nice that you like them right now. Yeah. But but can you all grow together mm-hmm. harmoniously? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different question. And you, know, you have to be like looking out for like what what those things are like what are the indicators of someone that i could do you want to grow together that i that i could grow together with like what does that even look like right and i think they may have some of the answers there Hmm. yeah because if you're with someone and you i was having this conversation weeks ago i was i was saying Mm -hmm. because they're, they're these two people that i know that one of them is comfortable talking about death. Mm-hmm. The other one's very uncomfortable. Not only uncomfortable, will not talk about it. It's mm-hmm. just like, that's stupid. I don't understand why people talk about death. Like, I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. And I was, I was explaining this to, to someone else. I was like, yeah, this, you know, it's interesting to me when there's something that baseline, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in humanity that one person in the relationship will not speak about. Mm, yeah. And the person I was talking to about about this said to me, well, I don't think it's necessary for both sides in any relationship to have all of the same ideas on anything. And I said, well, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. And I kind of just let the conversation go. Okay. Because I really wasn't in it trying to explain anything at the moment. But Yeah, get it. Thank you. But I'll explain it here now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't saying that they should have the same opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I was saying they should be able to have a conversation about it. Right. Absolutely. Right. So because if death is something that is absolutely going to happen. Absolutely. And the willingness to have that conversation versus not having that can mean a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It can mean like, what are we going to do about my my parents? Like, mm-hmm. like both of us have parents. Yeah. Like death is coming for them. Yeah. Right. So like, are we thinking about what it is we are to do? Or you you want to wait till then? I mean, we, I guess that's a, that's an option as well. Is just wait until then to start having those conversations. What about us? What yeah. about the yeah. things we want to do mm-hmm. with our lives? And if we don't talk about death, mm-hmm. then there are a lot of ways in which we're not going to really be talking about the way in which we live because mm-hmm. that those two are connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So so it's um. I think. There should be someone sitting across from you that will have the discussions with you, regardless of what what side of the coin your ideas are going to fall on. Mm. Right? There can be people in relationships that are Democrat and Republican and fucking Catholic and Baptist or whatever. Like that can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, and they can figure out a way for it to work. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to talk to someone about something and they're just like, no, we're not having this discussion. That's probably, to my eyes, an indicator that we're not going to be able to grow. Because this is a question I have. This is an inquiry. It's clearly like I'm curious about this thing. Right. I'm trying to piece this together. I'm trying to figure it out. Right. But I can't explore this with you at all. Because you don't want to dive into it. Meaning whatever I discover over here, I also can't really have that discussion with you because you don't want to talk about what it is I'm discovering in this certain domain of life. Yep. So... That right there immediately just drives a stake in the whole relationship. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting parting of ways right there, mm-hmm. you know. So, I, I think that the, like you, it has to be 
like necessary that you all can speak about things and participate in each other's lives and figure out what's going on with you. Mm. What's good. You're like, you shouldn't want to know what's going on with me. Absolutely. And we should bounce ideas off each other so we can remain on the same page as like who we are. Yep. You ever hear that phrase of like, like I, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Or I, I, I or she, you know, or that person is telling their friend and they're just like, I feel like I just don't even know who he is. Like, I don't know who she is. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. If it. you ever feel like that, like you have to imagine, like, how do you get to this point where you feel like you don't know who that person is? Yeah. You guys have not been on the same page for a long time. Quite and then now time. you're yeah. realizing. It, yeah, yeah. You know, so. So, yeah, that's what that's what I think. So if you feel like you have found that in this partner, that it's someone that you feel like you can grow with that is willing to cooperate mm -hmm. and grow alongside you mm -hmm. and remain on the same page about things. Yes, not sir. necessarily meaning you have the same ideas about everything, mm -hmm. but just remaining on the same page. Like I know that we have differing opinions and I know why your opinion is that. And you know why my opinion is this. And we know why we can't necessarily compromise on this thing or why it's just not, why we can't seem to find a middle ground on something, whatever the case is. Right. But just knowing that mm -hmm. helps mountains. Yeah, helps. One thousand percent. Um, so if you feel like you found that, congratulations to you. Thank you. I believe I have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, man. Um, like I said, man, I'm so thankful. So blessed. I never thought it would, it, it would happen, but it, it happened. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I will continue to be thankful and just. You never thought you'd be in a relationship, is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, for or, some for for a time I did didn't yeah. think I'd I you know I just thought to to women I thought I was ugly honestly mm. um I never I didn't think I'd ever find love for sure um my my fiance calls it like a fairy tale love like a you know that's something that you read in a book and I can I can agree with that for sure because it's you know our uh, our love it just feels like it'll just continue to grow and grow and grow and you know she. It, it makes me feel good that she feels 100% comfortable with me enough to just, you know, start a family, you know, whichever, just we, we are on the same page a lot of the time and she's her own person. She believes in certain things and, you know, she grew up a different way. That's cool. But when we come together, that we're, we're together. What's uh what's the main thing that is, is that? That she grew up on that's very different that you guys don't see eye to eye on or you just don't navigate the same? Well, I wouldn't. Mm, well, it's a good question. Um, she well, the way that she grew up, she kind of grew up in a, in a, in a broken home, too. Um, she unfortunately one of she lost one of her sisters and she lost a brother, too. She, she lost a sister to domestic violence. Mm. She lost a brother to cancer. And she, um, most recently, she had another sister that is another victim of domestic violence, mm. unfortunately. So it, it brings up a lot of trauma. Um, a lot of uh, her, her family was very broken and they didn't talk about certain things. Um, but in the, in the, in the aspect of we don't agree on certain things. It's I, I can't even say that because we we agree on a majority of things. Honestly, um, I can't really pinpoint one thing that we really disagree disagreed on that 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 like kind of drove a stake. We never got to that point because mm -hmm. we communicate so much about everything and how we feel. Um, we and we're so comfortable just sharing everything that it never gets to that point. Yeah. Never, never have to argue, never have to raise our voice about anything. 
we can just calmly talk to one another to like say, hey, you know, when you did this, I kind of was indifferent about it, you know, so maybe maybe we can try to find a different way to do that. Um, that might seem okay or might, might be better. Sorry. Um, and then whatever, you know, if she says something that she doesn't like what I did, then she, of course she'll address it, you know, vice versa. So we were just, we're, we're really good about communicating it that way. You know, never, never have to, like I said, never had, never got argumentative, never got to that point. Mm. So okay. yeah, it, it helps to know that the person has good intentions. Absolutely. It helps to know that when you walk inside of a, a space because that's one thing that people do is like if you find yourself in a space with someone and you you're during the conversation or the debate or whatever you want to call it mm. the confrontation possibly like you may start to get the the inklings that maybe your position is wrong mm. the issue is sometimes when people see that that's the case and I've been guilty of this, then you like barrel down on the person and like you're letting them know like, yes, yeah, see, see, like you're, you're wrong here. Mm, right. Mm. But that doesn't make it easier for the other person to kind of like step down or step to the side and allow truth to reign and for reconciliation to take place. Right. It makes them now want to retaliate right. and fight back. And then maybe now they don't drop that stance or yeah. they, they, you know, they don't allow that reconciliation because you decided to have a big head about it and be an asshole, yeah. right? So it's about being able to come into a space where both people can be trusted, that their intentions coming into the conversation are, are pure. Yep. Like we're both trying to come here to figure something out, not yeah. one person trying to win or trying to make the other person look small. It's mm -hmm. like, no, we're both here because we're trying to figure this the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So like, let's talk about it and let's try to figure this out. Let's try our very best to set our egos to the side because that's just, just going to get in the way. Mm -hmm. And let's just talk about what's going on. Absolutely. Um, what I will say is that the trauma that she experienced with her family and, you know, losing a brother and sister, it created a lot of baggage. And I, I had to take a step back and really look at that trauma, you know, because she's, she's emotional, which is, you know, she cries, she cries a lot. I'm, I'm not disputing that whatsoever. I give her the space to feel how she feels. Um, you know, if she wants to cry, cry, you know, whatever makes you feel better. I want to, I was able to create that space to, to let her do that. Um, but I had to take a step back and just like, really look at the traumas. Like, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it was a, cause it was a lot of baggage. Personally, I thought there was a point where I thought that baggage would drive a stake in our relationship. But again, I was able to, all I had to do was just listen. You know, I didn't have to input anything. I would just let her feel just you know, um, feel what she wanted to feel, talk about whatever she wanted to talk about and just be there for her ultimately. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, we have each other, you know, we can have that conversation. There's, there's never a point in time when, whenever she wanted to bring something up, she could always bring it up. I wouldn't feel any kind of way about it. Mm. Um, and it was the same thing for me, same thing for her. So, you know, we, it, it's, um, I never, like I said, I never felt like it never, it, like I said, never got argumentative. There was a point in time in our relationship where I was working and she was going through a lot with Disney, a lot of like, she was going through a, a really, really tough mental slug for like a solid, I think two, three, four months, mm -hmm. maybe more. And, um, I, I asked myself, I was like, man, is this, what's, what's going to happen? What's the next step here? You know, because she was calling out a lot from work 
and it, it was just it just meant less and less money. And Disney, uh, for her, uh, wasn't helping. You know, um, of course, you and I know that mental health is a really a real a real thing, and it can depression. You know, it can really damage like greatly damaged somebody and she was she was greatly damaged that loss greatly damaged her um and there's just a point in time in the relationship like man you're just you're calling you're calling out a lot like babe it's just it's it's not helping us you know i just i felt like i was the only one that was working that was really providing um and i I had a conversation with my mom and my grandmother and i was i was bawling my eyes out because i didn't want to lose her i and i felt like after having that conversation with my grandmother and my mom like man i just I love her so much. I don't want, I don't want to lose her. I don't want to break up with her for this thing. I felt like this thing was just so frivolous. Like, why would I break up, up with her for that thing? So I was able to, after having those conversations with them, I was able to take that, take that step. And like, all right, let's just readdress this. And over time, we addressed it. And over time, her mental health just started steadily, gradually getting better better and better. And at the time, I believe medication was um, a factor as well. Mm. When she was going through that, um, she was going through, she was going through a change with her medication. So I believe that kind of played a part into it as well. Um, She wasn't getting the correct dosage and it was just, it just wasn't helping, you know, having a lot of migraines, lots of migraines. Um, I've never had one, so I don't even know. I just hear people talk about searing pain and you know being in dark rooms for days at a time and you know feeling like your head's about to split in two and you get some people go blind you know like it's it's like what the fuck is going yeah i've never had no shit in my head that felt like that that's that's good because i remember when i was a kid living um i was living in washington state at the time and my stepfather he was in the military excuse me excuse me he um I remember I was watching TV um, and I just got a headache out of nowhere. And gradually that headache just turned into a migraine, like lights. The TV, it was just, it was just piercing pain. It was just too much. So much. Too much stimulus. Uh, And and it hurt so bad. I I just started crying. Like I didn't didn't know what to do. Um, But I don't know what was going on with my body at that time. But ever since that happened, that never happened again. So it it was just like lights, anything bright it just was not helping it, if anything it made it worse mm. so yeah i think that's roughly what a migraine could be but having to deal at, deal with that on a daily basis i can't fathom yeah that sort of stuff is wild like every time i load up one of these fucking video games mm. i'm talking to you about and mm. there's always some disclaimer at the top of every video game that's like you epilepsy. know maybe absolute yeah yeah exactly yeah. epileptic seizures and such and such because of you know, shining images and whatever the fuck else, like strobing lights. Yeah, exactly. And that shit is wild. That shit really happens. Sometimes she'll be watching me play Hogwarts and she'll start getting a little nauseous and have to like look away from the TV screen. I'm just Word? like, damn. Wow. I'm just flying around on a broom. It's just too much. I was wow. like, fuck. That's so wild. Yeah. I don't know what all that, what the mechanics are in your brain that just don't like seeing all these things moving around and shining and all that. I don't know exactly what it is, but that is wild. Yeah. You just look at the wrong thing for too long. You might fuck around and, and you just, know what I mean? Have some shit blown out. Yeah. It's crazy. Still having a seizure. Yeah. Mm. Craziness. Um, was I, were you in the middle of a thing? I don't know what it was. You were just explaining. I just know you were, you were explaining a whole lot of something. Oh, um, I guess our relationship and how we never, how I felt like 
um, when she was calling out a lot, it kind of oh, you just put pressure on you. Yeah, it, it, it. I felt like it was putting pressure on me, but yeah, like we were we were able to address it. I'm like, hey, babe, this is this is beginning to be a bit much, and gradually she started getting better about that. Still wasn't in the best mental state, mm. um, but once she was able to get on the correct dosage, things just started getting better, better and better. And she can tell you now, like now she didn't think that she would get to this point mentally about feeling so much better. Um, last year, she she would tell she never saw herself getting to that point. Mm. Um, so you know, I was just thankful that I was just patient, you know, um, kind, gentle, and just understanding. You know, came definitely. That's what the major thing was is coming from a place of understanding and and kindness. You know, because yeah. it's, it's not the same for a lot of other relationships. You know, if they just if they feels like for other people it could be like if they feel like something is wrong, they'll probably put like you know, that malice, that energy is like, like, Hey, like, Hey, you can't be doing this shit. Don't do that. Yeah. It's tough. If it, if whatever the problem is in particularly kind of jabs at that other person, like for some reason it makes the other person feel mm. like it doesn't necessarily feed into their ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Like it may be something about you. That's just like kind of pissing them off, yeah. you know, or something that you're doing. It could be the lack of attention that you're giving them. Yeah. You know, who who knows? Who knows what it is, but it's it's a little bit tougher when they feel like it's it's directed at them or in some way yeah. they personalize, you know, what that issue is because then it's it's tough for people to take a backseat. Yeah. To like take a step back mm-hmm. and see what it is that you're talking about from a completely objective standpoint and just try to tackle that without any attachment to the problem. Right. You know. She there was there was a time when she told me like her father was abusive not to not to her but like her her siblings like her sister and whatnot. I believe there was a time like her father actually put her his hands on his sister. Mm. So like if she's having a conversation with anybody or um, been a lot of like domestic abuse. It's in in this sphere. Oh man, it's 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 really a shame. Stuff like that shouldn't happen. Stuff like that it. Like why? I don't. I'm not understanding why. Because um, I mean, because there's a lot of there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of untapped potential. There's there's a lot of all of that. There's a lot of everything that you're talking about. All this healing. Yeah. Right. There's a whole lot of not that. And so, you know, I think a tough space to be in is like, how do you want to go about being a human that helps? Yeah. Right. Because you can't swoop down and try to save everybody and tell people how they ought to live their life because that just doesn't seem to work. Nope. Mm-mm. Um, so you just kind of, like some people are doing certain things and being truthful to me seems like the key to a lot. Mm. It seems like it unlocks so much. Like it seems like... It, just exercising the truth muscle mm-hmm. seems to just make your life much more meaningful mm-hmm. uh, than you could have ever imagined it being. Just saying things that are truthful to you more and more and more and like right. getting used to doing that and that right. just becoming a reflex. When people say things to you, you just, you just speak truthfully about how you feel and how you see things. Absolutely. Um, the issue is when you have relationships with people, mm. Um, that's not always smiled upon, right? Mm. 
could be because a lot of those truths that you have to say or comments, remarks you could just make about something you see in front of you, you could just be like, it's kind of being an asshole right there. Like, that's not very nice of you or whatever. You know, you're just trying, you're telling someone something that you're observing. Yeah. But again, they feel an attachment to that thing. Right. Because you're, you're telling them like, that they are the issue, or at least that's how they're feeling it. Mm. Not that what they're doing, the action is, is a bad action. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's, it's really, really, it's really tough. So when you say like, how does that continue? How does it happen? Well, there are people that are hurt. They're not healing. Mm. Um, and, and who's going to tell them to, to heal? Who, who's going to just, every time they see someone, that they feel like could benefit from a bunch of healing yeah. is it going to actually tell them to do it. Yeah. And why would you? Maybe maybe that's not your place. Maybe your place isn't to tell people to heal. But what if these people are now harming people around you? Or what say so it's, it's a tough space to be in figuring out like when you like what battles to pick and choose. Yeah. You know that's a great point because it, it is. My my cousin Randy, he he brought up a great point saying that um the most recent domestic uh, dispute between my fiance's sister and her boyfriend. Um, I was telling him like, um, cause her, so Alicia is her name and her boyfriend, they, they had a dis- domestic dispute before. And um, her boyfriend and I actually had a conversation about that. I believe he was kind of tipsy when he when we had a conversation, but he was like, yeah, man, I just, I don't know who I was at the time. I, I, I regret doing it. Um, you know, if that happens again, I'd like you personally to, to whoop my ass. Um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I didn't, I may not have, like said it verbally, but I was just like, man, cause in my mind, I'm just like, you, why would you put your hands on your woman like that? And where the kids can see, cause she's got two kids, but why would you do that? Cause now in the recent domestic dispute, Liam, her son saw it and Nobody will know the kind of psycholo- psychological damage that's going to create. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. He, yeah, he probably needs to go sit down. He, he has a hearing a, for, uh, yeah. for uh, not, maybe not prison, but jail, I think sometime this week or next week. Yeah. He could get three to five years. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think he might need to sit down. Yeah, she got a, a restraining order against him and everything. Mm. But, you know, at this, on the other side of the coin, for somebody that you love, it's just, it, it hurts. That hurts. So I feel like for a lot of domestic um, abuse and, and relationships like that, they see, they see, they go through that, but then, you know, the partner will want to go back mm-hmm. expecting something different mm-hmm. when really it's not, you know? So, and then that whole, that whole vortex, it's just, it's going to happen again. And it ended up happening again. So, you know, now he's, now he's got to pay for, for what he did. Yeah. Sure. And then when you, when you're friends with someone like that, mm. That's always a fascinating relationship too. Yeah. Like you're with someone that kind of seeks out this self-sabotage. Yeah. And like to what degree like can you help? Are you going to try to help? Like wh- like what does your help even look like? What are you trying to do for this person? You know, but does that mean, but do you also want to stop being their friend? Right. You know, because then it's, a, it's an interesting, being a human and having relationships with other humans is very, very complex. It is. It really is. It's very, very fascinating. Um, um, but going back to that, he, um, her, uh, uh, Alicia, um, 
Um, what was I saying? She said that, of course, she wanted to go back to him after that happened. But what she mentioned is that while he was drinking, he didn't know what he was doing. So when he had his hands around her throat, he didn't know what he was doing. He wasn't conscious. So I'm just in my mind, I'm thinking, how are you able to do such a thing but not be conscious at the same time? People, oh, yeah, I, I know you can get drunk. He's saying he blacked out. Blackout drunk, sure. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but, okay. This, this, and, okay, so here's the thing. Mm. Um, I also believe in some degree of determinism, meaning that there are a bunch of things that take place in this universe that make us who we are every second, right? That are, that are kind of outside of our control. Mm. And then there seem to be some other things that maybe are, are within our control. I think there's certain decisions that we're making that it's just being made. In, in our brains, and we're not making every single decision that we make. I think that there may be some other tier decisions that we do make. Yeah. Um, but that's, but that is not to absolve all human beings from the wrongs that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm saying is you can do a crime and we can understand why you did that crime. For sure. And maybe even some people can find a way of like sympathizing mm. that you are this type of person that has been wrought this way through life yeah. and its circumstances that you happen to experience. Yeah. And at the same time, we can say you need to go sit down in prison because regardless of if you know this or not, like nigga, think about if I turn into a werewolf once a week oh, okay. and kill, just slaughter people, yeah. slaughter the townspeople, yeah. and I'm like, guys, listen, you know me. You're blood. Go listen to my podcast. Like I'm a, I'm a decently nice guy most of the time. Uh-huh. Some episodes I haven't been. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time, nice guy, right? Right. I just happen to turn into a werewolf once a week, and I, I, I kill thirty people. You got beside yourself. You know what I mean. Yeah. I was beside myself, but guys, listen, it's Monday now, and I'm a happy guy. Yeah, I get that. No, someone has to come with a silver bullet and shoot me, or they have to lock me up, you know, in a basement somewhere. Yeah. Until I'm not a werewolf anymore. And let me, you know what I'm saying? But you can't, you can't absolve me from that because I turn into a werewolf. So if we're saying that he turns into a werewolf when he drinks, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that he just gets to drink and then while out and it was just like, well, he was, he did have a few beers. And first of all, how many beers do you have to, what do you mean you blacked out and then, so you started choking people? You black out and choke people? That's a problem. Allegedly, yeah. Because I'm trying to figure out like what's going on and you're like, who do you become when you're drinking? Right. That's what I'm saying. Is, there's an issue there. The fact that you haven't learned from your prior mistake just like maybe tells me that you don't want to learn or. But but you're saying that that is the perspective of the the girlfriend is, listen, he just had a few. He's not usually like this. I could be wrong, but mm. I believe I believe so. Mm. Um, and what my cousin was saying is that you just have to you had to be careful which which battles you choose because I I wanted to beat his ass for sure. I I wanted to I, I told my fiance like listen, 
whenever, when, when are we taking the next flight up there? Because he knows, he knows I'm going to whoop his ass. But um, I took a step back. My cousin brought up a great point and said that, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles because if you say you did step in, you whooped his ass. Well, if the police were called, then, you know, especially for a black man, I could be looked at as, bad, as the bad guy versus him. You know, um, I, yeah, you taking a flight up to go with someone's ass definitely makes it seem like you're the bad guy, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are you even in the state for? Oh, just the whoop ass, sir. <laughs> I know. It sounds- oh, oh, I took a, I literally paid hundreds of dollars just to come up here and commit assault. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you might get extra years. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I just, I, I, and I'll admit I was angry for sure because she's, she's my future sister-in-law. And, and besides that, I just, you don't put your hands on a woman ever. It ne- should never get to that point. So, um, you know, I, I had to take a step back, you know, you just can't insert yourself. into. You don't think there's ever a point that you should put your hands on a woman. Let's open up this discussion for a second. Okay. You don't think that any, under any circumstances ever, a man is what you're saying, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. But women and women fighting is fine. Okay. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. But women and women can fight. Yeah. Right. But as soon as you're like a man with testosterone pumping through his veins, you shouldn't do it now. No. Now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, I'm going to throw some, some, some curveballs at you. All right. Let's do it. What if the woman is much larger and much stronger than the man she's dating? So in actuality, she is the man in in the sense that you're speaking of just being a stronger like larger human what if he is 5 4 mm-hmm. and she is 5 9 5 10 and she's been an athlete mm-hmm. and she she lifts weights mm-hmm. and and he does not he just likes to write poetry and he's a scrawny 120 pound 30 pound dude and she is all 180 just yoked uh, uh yeah and I'm, and wrestles i'm picturing my i'm picturing that while you're describing it i still i'm voting for her. don't do it yeah. don't put your hands on her because honestly for me for for me she go for me she go whoop that nigga uh, yeah for sure she, for sure she's gonna slide that boy <laughs> For sure, for sure. But like, see, for me, for me, it's just like I, I, I can't, I can't bring myself. To, no, I can't bring myself to do it. No, no I can't. You just gonna get whoops. <laughs> you just gonna look at her. And I'm just gonna have to just take ask that. her to stop. I'm just gonna have to take that L. And you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Fuck that shit. You, you say fuck that. <laughs> I'm fighting the shit out of her. <laughs> She's got to see me. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. What about this? Because I will see how dire this has to get. Mm. Okay. You're in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, someone is texting you from work and they're inviting you out to a party, mm-hmm. a, you know, work friends party. Mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of cool ones of those. We met at one of those. Yeah, for sure. Work friends party. Shout out to them. That yeah. was that was fun. Yeah. Shout out to Hannah. Um, Hannah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Um, 
And as you get this text message, your partner, mm. she sees it. Mm-hmm. Because she likes to look at your phone every now and again when it lights up. And when she sees it, she says, I fucking knew that bitch Rachel is trying to fuck you. Wow. I fucking knew it. And now she's inviting you out. Okay. Okay. She complimented you a few weeks ago. Okay. On that shirt that you wore Mm -hmm. that I bought you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then afterwards you went in with that haircut a week later and she complimented you on your haircut and said, you look handsome. Okay. Now she's inviting you out to a party. All right. Out there. It's a lake party. There's going to be a fire. People are going to be jumping in the lake in bathing suits. It's going to be a bunch of drinks and drugs there. Okay. And she didn't invite me. She said, Carl, come. And she knows that we're dating. And she didn't invite me explicitly. I knew that bitch was trying to fuck you. And I know you're trying to fuck her back. And she picks up a knife and she starts approaching you with the knife because she's crazy and she wants to stab you now. So go. Yikes. Um, okay. <laughs> Damn, bro. I'm, I'm going to have to defend myself. But okay, okay. <laughs> defend yourself how, Carl? Um, Are you telling me you're going to put your hands on a woman? Not necessarily. Hold on. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. So I would have to defend myself, but enough to disarm her because I'm not I'm not trying to inflict a fatal wound. So on when her. so when she starts swinging the knife <laughs> towards you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your move is to my move. I'm going to I'm going to um, I'm going to try to get that knife out of her hands. <laughs> I'm going to try to get that knife out of her hands. For real. Oh, man. Okay, no. Okay, I understand. I'm sorry. All right. We're we're done joking about this. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right. Yeah, no, that's a a lot of stuff. Listen, man, we all carry a little bit of baggage. Some of us more than others, right? Yeah. Um, As I was just talking to Keon, your doppelganger, about um, your spirit doppelganger. There is a wealth that comes with empathy. Mm-hmm. There's a true wealth that comes from being able to listen to other people and try to understand where they're coming from and like why they are the way that they are. Right. Because usually when we're upset at other people, it's because you don't like you don't understand like where they're coming from. Right. Right. Um. um but then there's also just like this nagging, like how, like you can understand, but there still has to be some level of tolerance. Mm-hmm. So that's another balance that you have to that you have to achieve. Agreed. Is what is the true balance between understanding what someone is going through, yeah. which cues them to make whatever decisions they're making, yeah. versus like the, the you know. The tolerance of how long am I supposed to sit here as we work on this? Right. How long is too long? How do I know that? How are we tracking progress? Right. Right. Because right. of like, how fast do I need this progress to to take 
You know what I mean? Before I start to see some real breakthroughs that make me happier. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's a that's a tough balance to try to figure out as well. It is. Um, Absolutely. And it sounds like that's kind of what it is you were going through. It like, was. Like, as you were talking to your mom and grandma about the situation, like, hmm, like, okay, I love this person. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can grow with this person. Mm-hmm. So how do I get to that? <laughs> like, how do I get to the point of having the discussion the, the proper way and, and growing? And how long do I wait? Because how long am I supposed to, like, be unhappy, you know, and struggling to sort of get through the muck yeah. to the happiness and, like, the, you know, the breakthrough and the light and the light. all that all that sort of stuff. The light at the end of the tunnel. You know? Yeah. That's a tough one. I feel like that's a, that's a call to intuition. Yeah. You know? Like, you have to really, I don't know if, there, if anyone has a certain amount of time, you're really supposed to sort of wait for those sorts of things. I think you have to sort of really pay attention to that human you're working with yeah. and, like, intuit or like, am I seeing changes? Are they really trying? Okay, yeah. Are they taking what I'm saying into consideration truly, or they just keep nodding their head as I'm talking to them, and then they just Not it's one in it's in one ear and out the other. Right. Are they hearing you, or are they listening to you? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, yeah. is this is this distilling into some real data they can use? Right. Right. Um, that's a tough one, man. That's for everyone to figure out in their own personal relationship. For sure. Because you know. if, if it, for other people, if it got to that point, they'd probably call it quits right then. If they don't want to build and work on that well, relationship. I, well, that's why I bring up that thing about how to grow. Because I think a lot of the reasons why people break up mm-hmm. early these days is because they're like, like people talk to me about the dating world often and how much it sucks. Yeah. But I think it's often like if that person isn't, perfect at that time or they're not who you see yourself ending up with then then we can't go further right which that person that you meet is not going to be that person that you end up with Mm. which is why i think it's very very key to appreciate core characteristics about someone yeah and combination in combination with some level of truth right right off the bat like truth and communication that you can share with that person that will allow you to propagate growth absolutely it will allow you to move forward together harmoniously yes um yeah that's that's what i think is necessary because if you're just looking for that person that you want to that whatever hypothetical person you've dreamt up in your mind of like who you need to end up with i think that's a lot of the issue like like that wild expectation people go into relationships like new ones with it's like it's like no you need to you need to learn how to grow something with someone yeah how to grow a life how to grow a relationship how to help each other grow like that's grow within yourself yeah so a lot of that do you love yourself enough you know are you patient enough can can you do that you know what i'm saying i think that plays a a big factor too because i and i've listened to other people say how you know dating is boring but is is that person boring or is that a reflection of yourself are you boring dude (laughs) dude boring is that's very wild it is to like just meet new people often and just say that they're all boring. Yeah, because at that point, if you're dating like 
if you've dated five, six, seven women or, you know, or for women, men, like, and you say that they're boring, that means you've just, you're, you're not, you're not listening. You're, you're either not listening to yourself or you're just not listening. You don't want to listen to that person that you're dating. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain level of engagement that you're just not really tapping into because you don't, for me, like you don't, you shouldn't have to just be interested in all the things that they're interested in, in order for them to not be boring, for in sure. order for them to be impressive somehow. Right. For sure. Um, yeah, that's just interesting. Like, what are people looking for? That's that's what's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is that person boring to you? What is it that they're not doing? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that is for people because when I go out with people, I always find it very interesting. I just went out with someone before this, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen them. They stopped working with me. Like they they used to be my old supervisor. Oh, I'm old manager. Okay. And um, from, she stopped working. She went on maternity leave and just left. Was that from Salamander? Or, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, we just saw each other for the very first time since then. Wow. Okay. Her daughter's now 17 months. So it's been seven, 17, 18 months since I've seen her. Wow. Um, and the hangout was very different than most hangouts I have. Mm-hmm. Like we mostly just walked around that she brought the little one and we went to uh, Great Country Farms. Mm-hmm. It was like huge... It's one of those markets that have like hay rides. They have pig races. It's just like a huge farm that just has a ton of things. You know, you go pick pumpkins and raspberries and apples. And, gotcha, gotcha. You know, there's a bunch of goats running around. They're fucking, they're geese. There's a bunch of places to sit. Gotcha. They sell barbecue. Oh, wow. It's, you know, a bunch of jams and house ciders and things like that. Wow. You know, what was it called again? Great country farms. Oh, so was it like a farmer's market in the... Yeah, farmer's market slash just farm. Wow. You know, with a bunch of stuff. Slides, bunch of playgrounds for kids to run around in. Like one of those places. But either way, the the point is is that we mostly just walked around in silence and watched the the young one and just, you know, paid attention to her and what it is she was doing because she's very young as she ran around other larger kids and was trying to play on stuff. In silence? For the most part. I mean, we talked about small things like how... Becoming a mother has changed her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how Valmarie's feeling since leaving Salamander. Um, Those are surface level questions. I mean, don't... yeah, yeah, they're not. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't deep. That's the thing. It wasn't like a deep thing. Right. Um, but there's something about this folk music and this fucking weather and just where I, wherever I'm at right now that has a different space for hangouts mm. for people yeah right and everyone doesn't do the same thing everyone has different levels of accessibility to who they are for sure and it i think it means something for some people to just be you know quieter you know to be like this is what i often try to do mm. to often draw extremes because if you can, as I usually say, put a stake in the ground mm. on something super, super duper extreme, yeah, then you can figure out just like sort of how close you are to that thing. Okay. Right. Um, so let's say like right now I'll put a stake in the ground, murderer. Mm. You're not that, mm. but you are willing to take a flight to go whoop someone's ass, yeah. which is on the way to murderer. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's somewhere closer to that than it is pacifist. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I thought, okay, a lot of the times we put a lot of emphasis on 
what is spoken about in groups of people. Mm. The conversations that are shared, are they meaningful conversations, whatever. Yeah. Um, and if that isn't the case taking place, then maybe you say it's a meaningless conversation. Maybe it's not, it's surface level, as you said, or it's, it's just not what it is that's for you. Right. Now, if you had a family or a small group of people that were like, you know, deaf and blind, they weren't doing all of the communicating that you and I are doing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At least not in the way that we are. Mm. Would we say that them spending time around one another is meaningless? No. You know, would we say that, that they can't find meaning in the time that they spend around people? Mm. Right? Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that? Absolutely not. Mm -mm. So, that's our extreme here. Mm. All right. So, therefore, that means that you don't necessarily have to be having a wildly deep discussion with someone in order for you to have a meaningful time with them. Right. Maybe it's, it's just being there with them. As you were saying with Jamie, as opposed to you just giving her answers to life or something like you're a guru, mm. just being someone that can be there and listen, as opposed to feeling like you have to right someone's wrongs. You have to give them the answers to whatever their certain flavor of turmoil is that day. Yeah. Right. right. And you can just listen. Right. So it's very different for me because a lot of the time when I'm hanging out with someone, I'm, maybe I'm doing this fucking podcast. We're doing a lot of talking. Mm. So it was definitely different in that it wasn't a ton of talking and, tr and delving into each other's lives on a deep way and trying to figure out a bunch of past stories and experiences and all that sort of stuff. Right. But which I felt like is just that's just a side, you know, for you, that's that's not that's not for you. What to you? What to to not do that? Yeah, to not have those deep conversations. And I mean, you know, you don't always have to have. I mean, just for me, mm. maybe you don't always have to have the deep conversations. And but what matters is that connection, right? Mm. You know, just you're there for that person. Um, you know, it. Uh, she brought the little one. That was cool. I'm not trying to rag on her for anything, but say, you know, I I feel like for you, you're you're more used to having those deep conversations and making those connections with those deep conversations mm -hmm. so it just it just feels like you felt and you might have you might have felt indifferent about that I could, oh yeah I could be wrong yeah so it felt i wouldn't say in i felt indifferent but i felt different like mm -hmm. it just it was a different hangout but i enjoyed it though oh okay and okay. that's and that's what was interesting to me just sort of like the folk music okay was that it felt wholesome right okay it felt very wholesome like i haven't seen this person in a long time we didn't have a wildly profound relationship mm. back when we were working together but we did like each other oh okay. like we enjoyed, we both thought each other were pleasant uh -huh. so i reached out and you know was like hey i'd like to see you so so we met out at this farm and it was more so just about about being around this this little one, you know. Mm -hmm. This was a person that prior said that they never wanted kids. And then she, you know, decided her and her husband decided they were going to have a child. Mm -hmm. And they had it. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. I can't believe that I ever thought anything else. I can't believe I ever was someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, it changes you completely. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And... So just being there and seeing her in that environment, in this completely different space, mm -hmm. uh, and us hanging out for the very first time outside of work, it was, um, it was nice. 
It was it was very nice. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What would it's because it's when I was back in Florida, um, I have a I have a a female best friend. Okay. We I've been friends with her for a decade, over a decade now. What I want to ask you is, how do you and your lady does your lady feel different about you having lady friends, and does what is how does she feel about that? Um, we are both accepting human beings okay. right and we both just it's yeah it's almost not even like a question really gotcha. it's just like we, we just we talk to people gotcha. we, talk to, we talk to other human beings some of them that sometimes they have vaginas sometimes they don't mm. uh it doesn't really matter as long as you know we're yeah i don't even i don't even really know how to answer that question everything is fine on this side we just we talk to people um we, we both let me try to find a, a, a serious way of answering this question. Um, we want the best for each other. Mm. And we both have a pretty decent understanding on just how important a community is yeah. to humans, yeah. our social beings, and how speaking to people can open up your perspective in ways that you couldn't have been able to tap into before. And it's also just connecting, like I said, being around people. For sure. Not necessarily always figuring out and deciphering the codes to the universe mm. through conversation, but just being around someone and just chilling and having a good time. can mean, That can be cathartic to mm. people, okay. right? Um, because we saw what the opposite did during quarantine in 2020 for people. Yeah. Right? So then that being around people that you can speak to, that you can feel good with, it, it just, it, it means a lot. Okay. Um, so you don't, or we don't want to limit that mm. by saying you can't hang out with 50% of, I don't know if it's 50%, this number's probably off, I don't know, but you, 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 we can't just say you just, you can't experience these people because they have penises or they don't. Right. Like, <clears throat> like these are, and what's fascinating is we both connect with the opposite sex a lot mm. um she finds um a lot of women to be very catty in certain situations um she doesn't find herself always enjoying a lot of the conversations whether it be she finds herself in situations where once women get together they'll start sort of trashing men mm. um she's not into those conversations Understood. uh she isn't into the conversations where we're just like over flattering one another and you're like not really she says sometimes in women conversations like they're just over flattering and they're not telling their girlfriends oh well, well you know maybe you're also a bit of the issue here too oh like maybe real. like maybe it's not just him wow maybe you know that other thing that you do isn't so cool or whatever Really? Yeah. So she did. She feels like women don't often openly have those conversations within their circles. Like their circles are just usually very, very like crippling supportive, mm. you know, like that sort of supportiveness where you support someone so hard, you just create, you allow them to construct and maintain this delusion of themselves in their life, yeah. which isn't necessarily healthy for them or helpful. So, so there's certain reasons why she doesn't, but she feels like guys usually much chiller, much cool, much cooler, and she just finds the vibe with easier. Mm, okay, um, respect that. I usually find that also with women. Um, 
I I have I think that that's one reason as to why I believe more women have been on this podcast than men, or at least more women that I'm just meeting. Mm, okay, um, I've had a lot of guys that I've already known mm. in life on here, but as far as women I've met recently in life coming on the podcast. I think that's a huge reason why most of the listeners are women. Okay. Because that's what the stats tell me. Mm. Um, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's something about the conversations at hand that I have that that attract women. Um, mm. And men are usually a bit more guarded mm. with their feelings. So, you know, it's like wanting to to speak to someone that wants to speak about feelings. Yeah. Um, that can be a little, you know. Do you think? Do you think pride plays a part in that for men? Uh, yeah. Mm. And not to say that women don't have pride or they don't have egos, but it just it doesn't seem to rock with the same ferventness, you know, as uh, as men. Uh, understood. You well, so, but yeah, so it's it's just different. I, and again, I like speaking to everyone, and so does she. It's just, but it's just gotta. It's just got to map out. Yeah. Um, I respect that. I like that. That was, that was a dope answer. Uh, I just wanted to ask because I had a conversation with one of my managers when I was working at Safe Light. <clears throat> he overheard me because um, I was talking to my, my uh, female best friend. Her name was Marielle. And, you know, we talk, me and her, we talk about everything, every, whatever's going on in her relationship, that was going on with mine, what I'm doing. She'll always send me videos of her and her kid just like out strolling, walking, wherever. Um, they live on a farm, which is, I think is super dope. You know, they just every day it's videos of, you know, him and what they're doing, work, whatever, just everything. And I love that. I love that we can have that, you know, relationship. Well, my manager overheard me talking about that. And he was just like, wait, you're, you said you're going to your, because we were going, to, this was last year. I was going to her wedding. She was getting married. And he's like, wait, you're going to your female best friend's wedding? Does your does your girlfriend know know about that? I was just like, yeah, why wouldn't she? He he just didn't understand. I was trying to figure out why he was asking that question, but I I realized to him it just it made it seem like I was being, I guess, um, mischievous, like deceitful. Like, I guess, like yeah. you were trying to head to a wedding without anyone know. Well, some people grew up in a different time. Some people are still in that time. Some people mm. grow up in a relationship that's a bit more restrictive. Oh, I know. Uh, I've, I've known, I've known those people. I've seen it mm -hmm. uh, where things are just a bit more restrictive and you don't really talk to other people, you know, from the opposite sex anymore because you shouldn't need to, because I should be able to give you everything that a human being could possibly give you, which you need to talk to someone else for. Uh -huh. you know, and what you need, I'm right here. It's a very closed-minded type of Well, thing. you know, the, a lot of people, they they live by that. And they, you know, they want to just try to, their very best to sort of minimize any unnecessary temptation. Okay. You know. Or there are rules. Some people have rules like, I have to meet her, you know, like, or meet him, whatever the case is. Like, we, we just have to meet. You know, like bring bring them over. They want to hang out with you. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bring them over the house. We'll cook them dinner. Like they can hang out with all of us. You know. But and then if you know I like them, mm -hmm. and they seem like they're not a threat. Yeah. Then then you can hang out with them alone, and then only still only in certain places and certain times. It ain't gonna be at night, and their drinks involved, and this and that. 
you gonna come or you gonna y'all gonna hang out at the library at noon. <laughs> That's where y'all gonna hang out at. That's wild. As a as a father or a mother, I can understand that. <laughs> as a father or a mother, I can understand that. No, nah, no, nah, we just talking we're not talking about a daughter or a son. We talking about amongst two people in a romantic relationship. That's, right. That's what we saying. That's completely different. Like <laughs> the fuck nigga you're not my father you're not my mother what? yeah no you don't want I don't want I should say I'm gonna stop I'm trying my best to stop saying like we you in a general sense people shouldn't do or should do I'm just I'm just gonna try my best to speak from my vantage point Understood. I don't want that shit mm. yeah. I, I don't want like to just that's terrible man it is like to have to restrict yourself in such a way where you can't speak to human beings without without peering over and then now i've i've literally had friends Mm -hmm. where they're in a car with their significant other and you know the girl's looking out the window she sees the man like looking out the window and maybe he's like waving someone on like to go Cause maybe like a green light happens and you have to yield and they're like waving at another car and the girls in the other car that they're waving at to go. Mm-hmm. But then there's significant others. Like, why are you smiling at that bitch? Like, like, why are you smiling at her? Why are you looking at her so hard? Like, just tell her to go and then go on about your work. It's like, Whoa. yikes. yikes. We're just like, Hey, like, why are you, like, why are you Snapchatting this person? Yikes. Like, I know that they've been your best friend for three for years, but like, why you? Why do you guys have a streak going? Why do you guys have a Snapchat streak going? <laughs> that's crazy. Why do you guys snap so much? I don't understand. Why do you snap every day? Um, that's crazy. Why, why would you want to speak to? What What are you guys talking about? Why Why is she so interesting? Why are you so insecure? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man. It it gets it gets tough out there. You could ask me if I'm like. You could just ask, just ask the question. Address the elephant in the room. If you feel some kind of way, then just just ask me. It's it, it, nine times out of ten, it's probably not what you're thinking. Well, when you were talking about you guys trying to get over that hump and just feeling like the reasons as to why there even were a hump were just like bullshit. You're like, this is these are small things. Like this is this is minutia. This should not be the reason why we go separate ways. Yeah. Seems to me to be that that's that's a lot of the case is like it's the things on the surface that you're not really arguing about, you know, like an argument manifests itself in ways. But it's like, but this isn't sometimes you just like pay attention. You're like, this isn't what we're arguing about. Yeah. Like the things we're saying, it seems like this isn't really the issue. Yeah. Seems like there's something like far (laughs) deeper down than this thing, because this thing seems like bullshit. Yeah. You know, sometimes like an argument seems very thin. Like it just seems like, really? Mm-hmm. This is the like this is what we this is what you're upset about? Mm-hmm. No, petty argument. That's not what you're upset about. Much, oh, there's some deep shit going on here. You know, hidden meanings that you don't want to address. So trying to yeah, trying to get to that. That's why I say I don't understand how anything happens. I don't know another way to live than trying to find the truth. Mm. I don't know how else you do it. I really don't. Mm. I don't know how other things, like how else you live. Yeah. And, I, and this isn't to say that you're always going to know the truth or that you're always going to be correct. 
but at least like living in the pursuit mm-hmm. of truth, mm-hmm. like having that be your true intention and like working towards like trying to figure something out truly. Yeah. Like without that, I, I just feel like you're just running around like you're on a carousel mm-hmm. and you're just going to keep running into the same shit over and over and over endlessly. And just be caught in a, was it Izanagi, Izanami? Was, is that Japanese for tsunami or, or, or? Well, I'm talking about the shit from Naruto. I forgot what the Japanese phrase is, but it's pretty much like you're just trapped in a, in a typhoon, basically. You, you're trapped in a repeating. Itachi used to cast it on people. You're just caught in like this um, reoccurring event uh, that you never get out of until you correct your doing in it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It, it, it it's not shotting gun. That was the, the yeah yeah yeah. Was, it's something like Izanagi Izanami. I re- I remember that much. Uh, yeah, it's like remember. it's like old Japanese mythology. Yeah yeah yeah. It's 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 gonna. I'm racking my brain trying to remember, but it's. it's but sh- shows like that show you some real shit, though. It, it it truly is like that for people where you get casted mm-hmm. into this like, um, I forgot what the other one calls it. it was like an infinite sukunomi or something like that or sukuyomi. But, yep, I know. What you're but it's pretty much like you're just caught in this dream state, mm-hmm. like, and you're 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 caught in this rut where you cannot, you simply are going to repeat the same day over and over and over until you correct, until you acknowledge what your role Mm -hmm. in that mistake is, in that mistakenly lived life recurring every single day or every single five seconds, whatever it is, until you acknowledge that you're just going to remain on that wheel doing that same thing over and over and over again. Hamster on the wheel. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. That's so weird that that can happen to you. Yeah. And you get trapped and you don't even know that you're trapped in this thing. Mm. But you like wonder why things never change for you. Mm. Like why do I keep meeting the same guys or the same girls? Like why do I keep ending up at these jobs that I hate? Why do I keep ending up like sad and lonely why do i keep ending up feeling unfulfilled like why do i keep ending up this way it's like you said it's it's walking zombies or conscious unconscious people you know what i'm saying crazy mm. like you're you're walking about but you're just not conscious that's the thing like i you know with this whole balance of empathy that i speak of often mm-hmm. i i and i think and i think it's because i might possibly be a reasonable human that I teeter totter between ideas so much because I see both sides of things often, yeah, right? Yeah. So I never necessarily feel good about saying that people are sleepwalking because it's like, you know, who am I to to determine who's sleepwalking and who's not, who's conscious to what degree and who's not, right? I get it, yeah. Like, I'm just a fucking dude out here in, in this, on this ball spinning in infinite space, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, just another dude. Mm-hmm. But, but boy, does that analogy really hit it does <laughs> like it really, it, does. it really like it does hit on some deep level you do feel like yeah some people and there are certainly levels to it but there are certain people that are really just like just moving around just sort of meandering around like in an npc type of style like 
you really do feel like some people are these conscious, unconscious beings just sort of floating around, just making less, more conscious decisions than you are. Right. Oh, oh yeah. You know, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating because sometimes you look around and you feel like you can see it in certain people. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, you know, but. You know, I also. But, but think, then again, okay. how, how interesting would it be like for someone to look at us and be like, those motherfuckers are so absent minded and so unconscious. Like, how interesting would it be for someone to point at us and be like, Earl is such a fucking zombie and he has no idea. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's interesting to me. Absolutely. That would be interesting to hear from someone. Yeah. Like Earl, maybe you're the zombie. Maybe you don't know shit. Maybe you are unconscious. Maybe you are not nearly as aware of things as you think that you are. Mm. Boom. You know? I don't, I don't know shit, dude. <laughs> I don't know shit either. And I think it's always good to have some seed of skepticism. Oh, for sure. About what it is you're interpreting. Mm-hmm. About life, yeah. you know, just to keep you on your toes, to keep you malleable enough to change your mind about things as you go on. You don't ever want to just completely solidify and think that, all right, all right, I made it. I know everything that I'm gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like you want to stay open minded to some degree and be like, be like, you know what? Okay, maybe I can, I can change. Like someone sent me this birthday book that they have. Mm, okay. And it's like an astrology thing. It shows you, it tells you who you are. If you're born on this day, this is the type of person that you are. These are your strengths, your weaknesses. You know how people are with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, not usually for me. I usually think that they're pretty vague and a lot of things can kind of just like encapsulate a lot of people. Yeah. And for me, the weaknesses were close minded and uh, intolerable. Really? Those are the weaknesses for me, wow. uh, for people born on January 4th. And I was like, okay, I don't agree with this. Mm, clearly. <laughs> and, and then the person was like, yeah, but I used to not agree with mine either. And then I allowed some time to pass. Mm. And then I looked back and thought, oh, no, I guess I was more of that mm. than I thought I was. Now, the issue that I have with all this is that I'm not saying that I'm not close-minded or intolerable to any degree, mm. but no, no one is really like to to the maximum degree of of close-mindedness and intolerance. Of course, well, you have to be letting some things in because you have ideas about something for sure. Like people, it's just where are you getting your ideas? Where are you accepting your belief mm. set from? Right. Um, and how frequently and at what rate, whatever. Mm. But everyone has some degree of intolerance that they have. Mm. Everyone has some degree of open mindedness, closed mindedness that they have. Right. So to look back five years and be like, oh, I was intolerable or closed minded then, I mean, Maybe, hopefully, hopefully that's the case because hopefully I'm, I can become more tolerable through my understanding of certain things. Mm. But there's going to be a tolerance that you have towards certain things and an intolerance that you have. So looking back, it would make sense that you would see certain things progress about yourself. Right. But if you take those quote unquote weaknesses mm-hmm. from that day, if you give me any of the days of the year. Yeah. 
whatever the other weaknesses could have been, hopefully I will also be able to transcend those in some way as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's not just open mindedness and intolerance that could grow with time. Yeah, it could be any of the days of the year's weaknesses. Right. So that just means that hopefully we're just all getting better. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, Ed? absolutely. You sure you, you get that? Because I feel like I didn't explain that well. I, I, I understood enough because. <laughs> well, just, just the point being that no matter what someone writes down on a piece of paper and says, these are your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. They could they could simply be everyone's weaknesses is what I'm saying, mm. because maybe you're intolerant to certain things that you could have more of a tolerance for. Mm. Okay. Maybe you're closed minded yeah. to certain things that maybe you could open your mind up towards. But maybe you have you're closed minded to things that you don't necessarily need to be open minded to. OK, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Like there, it's just. I'm done. I'm done explaining that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> uh, um, well, as far as like the the wanting to get better, that, why why wouldn't you want to get better? Like every day, sharpen yourself, sharpen your craft. You know that should be a want every day. So yeah, so with my and you know, I used to have I feel like more of an intolerance towards people when it came to this whole idea of zombiness that yeah. you, that you're speaking about this zombification. Yeah. Um, but now, um. It's definitely opened up when I'm around people. Yeah, because if you ever just think about something that you have mm. that you were just sort of gifted with, which is the way that I see life and the mm. things that I have are like gifts. Yeah. Like you just wouldn't be upset with someone if they couldn't run as fast as you could. No. no. It wouldn't make any sense, right? No. All right. So I'm not. So to be upset with someone because. Maybe their brain doesn't work as fast as yours does. Yours does. Like that's that's it's the same thing, you know. Or they they can't, or they're not as open minded, or yeah. they're not as tolerant to certain things as you are, or they don't know how to string together perspectives. Yeah, you know that could help them out in any sort of situation. Like it's, I'm a lot more empathetic and, and tolerant patient and yeah. patient yeah. with with people just knowing that we all come from different places and we all have completely different experiences that have wrought us into different people for and, sure and i think that that's highly highly necessary absolutely um i'm right there with you bro because someone did you know with that episode that i came out with that people were upset about People did, someone did text me and call me a pseudo elitist. Pseudo elitist. I know. Listen, I don't know what that means. Me neither. Right. <laughs> um, I know what both of the words mean. I don't exactly know what they mean together. It, that would mean if you were literally speaking, that would mean. So an elitist is someone that like believes for them in whatever class of people they are, which is weird to even try to figure out because you're in a lot of different classes because you're a human being is a lot of different things. Right. So I don't know exactly know to what degree I was being an elitist, like what thing it was that I felt like I was elite about. It yeah. probably was health um, related because of that episode. It was like health things were brought up. Yeah. Um, But then pseudo seems is like not really. It's like, only in name only, but not like pseudo was like a step down from like actually being the thing. It's like a look-alike or a fake to some degree. So it's like I'm a fake elitist. I'm like a wannabe elitist. I don't know if maybe she was putting it. I, I don't exactly know what the fuck she was talking about. But the whole point is elitist. Um, Which is very wrong, clearly. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, 
no, I, I understand that people have different starting blocks in life. Yeah. And by no means do I expect everyone to be at the same place mentally or physically, spiritually as anyone else. Yeah. I just, I don't because that's not how life works. No. Um, but I clearly made some jokes and made people feel otherwise. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you, I just, whether I feel like you're sleepwalking or not, I do know that you're a human being yeah. that is going through whatever the fuck it is that you're going through. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their faults. Everybody's, you know, what have you. Everybody's got their own shortcomings. But if you can't understand what somebody's coming through or what, what somebody's going through, if you don't have that patience, then I mean, I, yeah, I think having that patience is, um, it's fun. fun. It's fun talking to people. I think it is. From all different sorts of walks of life that have all different levels of fog going yeah. on in their mind. I never From used a, to. a very clear mind yeah. to an extremely busy, fogged, catastrophic mind. Yeah. Right? I think it's fun to see how other people think and, you know, and just, I, I never used to think that way, of course, because I was too busy in what was going on in my, you know, my, my area. Um. But yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. It's it's fun to talk to other people and see how they think and you know, um, experience what they were experiencing in a way. I know the small talk is not a big thing that you know a lot of people like. Um, I've grown to actually be a fan of it. I think that it's very. I think it's necessary. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a very very effective vessel. Mm -hmm to to move inside in order to navigate interactions with other human beings a starting point in a way yeah. i think it it really helps people loosen up and like understand your intentions i think it's just i think it's an easy way to travel into deeper topics for sure and i think people generally want to speak about those things it's just we live in a life where it's it's so hard to feel like the person in front of you actually gives a shit, shit. like yeah you know what i mean like people don't yeah. really like i have conversations with people all the time they'll ask me a questions and then they'll like they'll look away they're looking at other stuff they just now i see that they may not know that i see that happening from them but i see it and immediately it makes me want to take the quickest route to ending the conversation mm. It makes me want to take the quickest route, at, at least even if it's not ending the conversation, because maybe I'll just start asking them about themselves so I can start, you know, receiving something. Right. Um, it at least makes me want to either take the quickest route to start asking them about them mm -hmm. or take the quickest route to giving them the most superficial answer. Mm. Right. And and people don't often know that that's what they're giving off, yeah. that that's what they're showing other people. Yeah. But it's often what people are showing other people. Yeah. I um, was, I was talking to Jamie about, uh, uh, some similar, uh, something similar to that about how people were, if you ask somebody how somebody's doing, like, Oh, I'm doing good. A lot of people say that. And it's just unconscious. It's, you know, it's, it's normal for, you know, a person to say that rather than versus, Oh, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed today. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling um, whatever you're feeling that day is just something other than good because that just seems like the surface level answer. At, um, at work, amongst serving staff at like a restaurant, mm. when people ask you like, how are you doing today? How are you doing tonight? They're really asking, how much money are you making? 
<laughs> that's really the question behind the question when they're just like, hey, yeah, so how, how's your night going? Mm. And you're like, oh, it's going well. They're just like, no, no, but like, how, how much are you making money? Right. And you're like, oh, oh, that's what you're asking me. Not like how my night, like how my evening is going. Like, do you do you hate that in a way? Like questions that have hidden meanings behind them when you're not really asking the question? No, because I think that that's what mostly humans do. Uh, yeah, I think that I think very rarely are people simply just saying what they're saying. Mm. Like most of the time, and I think that that's very handy for people to know. I think people are often saying things, not intentionally trying to get an idea across with their words. Um, or at least not the literal meanings mm -hmm. of them. I think often what it is they're saying is coded with a flavor. It's coded with a sentiment. Mm -hmm. And they're mostly just trying to get a feeling across to you. Okay. Uh, more than they are. Think about when people are telling you stories. Or they're just telling you. Or they're just venting to you. Okay. They're telling you stories about their life. Mm -hmm or about their thought processes about any given thing that took place in their life. Um, and it's not simply just so you know their thought processes. It's so that they can process something. It's so they can get something. They need to say it aloud, which is what therapy is, right? Okay, yeah. Like people need to say things to other people to just get ideas out and to work through things in themselves. And that's usually what's that's a lot of what's going on. People are just saying shit mm -hmm. to try to figure out their place in the universe or who they are or, you know, to try to work out mm -hmm. what the newest problem is and try to figure out some solution. That's a lot of people talking to other people. Gotcha. It's not simply to just like hang out or hear about what you have going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, people are usually pretty bad at that, like asking what you have going on and being genuinely interested and. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So I think mostly that's what's going on. I think that that's just a part of understanding who people are, um, and and just being able to read that. Yeah, like read what people are saying behind what it is that they're they're saying, okay. or at least how they're trying to make you feel. Maybe they're they're saying things and they're just trying to make you feel comfortable mm. in the situation with things that they're saying. Okay. Um, or they're not. Yeah. Right. They're, they're trying to tiptoe towards asking you a question and maybe you can see that coming because of the way that they're speaking to you. Yeah. And you're like, OK, I think it's they're trying to get somewhere right now, but they're not quite ready to ask me the question yet. Yeah. Or, right. Like you can you can start to pick up on the things that people are really saying. It's funny when that happens. Or, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the feelings that they're trying to exposed to you yeah it's funny when you can see it coming for sure yeah so you know i think that that's a lot of what people do because people are guarded and it makes sense they they ought to be yeah you yeah. know it, i think it's sad that we live in a world where a lot of people are just guarded they don't feel free within themselves they don't feel like they maybe have the environment to be free maybe um i just i don't know like i said man there's just a lot of darkness out there in the world and and i it, it's it, there's more than enough I want to be able to find, for me, I want to be able to find the light in things, the the happiness, you know, the joy. I've said it before. I feel like, you know, I love that therapists exist mm -hmm. and that therapy, you know, counseling is a profession. 
And I also think that it's sad that we have to have it at the same time mm. for, for the fact that it's mostly asking poignant questions, being attentive and listening yeah. to someone else, right? Not necessarily in, the, in that order, but with another human being. And there are more than enough human beings for us to theoretically do that for one another. Right. But, but we don't. So the profession of therapists exists. And which again is great and sucks at the exact same time. Yikes. It just and thinking about that, I'm just like, I've seen some therapy sessions and and maybe it's just the person, but sometimes it seems superficial, if that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. like the person um asking or not you know, just telling their story, the person that's going to the therapist and just telling their story, um, it just seemed when the therapist is starting to ask questions, it's just sometimes it just seems very surface level or too easy sometimes it may need to be oh you, you can't think so? you can't yeah i think you have to feel that one out just like uh j- just like any other time you're hanging out with someone you have to you have to feel that out like maybe someone is not because there's a certain amount of work that you need to do before you know how to answer certain things or you tap into certain you know questions about yourself one of the, one of the issues with the knowledge yeah. is that you start to forget when you were no longer when you weren't knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. That's one of the downfalls of gaining knowledge and wisdom Whoa. is you forget about when you didn't have it and what it felt like to not have it. That's deep, bro. Damn. <laughs> it happens. I do. I'm a. I commit that error all the time. Mm-hmm. I forget about what it was like to not be who I am now. So. You often think like, well, that's a surface question or that's a surface hangout. Mm. And so this kind of goes back to the hangout I was talking to you about earlier with the, the friend uh. is you, you just you don't know where other people are at. Yeah. So you don't know like what work they've done, but they got to get to the point of being able to even understand a certain question that you're asking them. They may not have that lexicon. They may not have done that work to even be able to answer a certain question that you have they're like what are you talking about what do you mean when you say that okay so sometimes you have to start with like how did today make you feel Mm. you know just just start there because they may not even have the answer to that Mm. some people like they spend no time with themselves they try their very best to put as many activities and as many like they try to be as busy body of a person as they can to they try to, to distract them from other things. And they don't sit in long car rides by themselves and just think about things or try to process how they felt that day or how their significant other made them feel or how they felt about that news story that they read earlier that day. Whatever the fuck it is, they don't take that time to process that. Yeah. So when you ask them some shit like, how do you feel? They're like, what the fuck you mean? And you're like, how how do you feel today? Right. Simple question. Yeah. And you feel like it's surface and it's because it is. Mm. Because that's where we at. Right. <laughs> that's where we at. We on the surface and we we need to figure that shit out before anything else. Right. Wow. That's very interesting. Yep. Okay. Before yeah. we get in the pool, we need to learn the rules of the pool. Right. Baby like steps. we we not even I'm not even letting you in that bitch yet. Read, stand outside the gate mm-hmm. and read them rules first. Right. And before you even dip a toe in that water. And I think that's, that may be what it is you're seeing. Sometimes it's got to be surface. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Never thought about that. You just, yeah. Meeting people where they are is a, uh, because you hear that a lot. Yeah. But it's a fascinating practice mm. to truly, 
try to meet people where they are not try to drag them to where you are immediately because people can that can be very jarring that's yeah. very like oh hey buddy like that's not even where i'm trying to be at right now like that's not what i came to you for that's not what i came here for right. like i'm so just meeting people where you don't need to you just don't need to just slow step just hang out with them just hang out simple enough just hang out yeah just hang the fuck out that's it so if you went to a counselor of some sort mm. It would be at whatever pace, nigga, you want to be at. Mm. You know, whatever it is you felt like you were comfortable speaking about, whatever it is you were trying to, you know, discover, unearth within yourself at that time, that's where you would be at, to whatever level it is that you can dig deep and and express what's going on inside of you, that's where you'd be at. Yeah, 1,000%. I've, you know, I have thought about going to a therapist, but, you know, I just... I don't know. It's uh, I'm not like for those for those that do go to therapists, I applaud them. You know, what I'm saying I don't think I maybe it's a courage thing. Maybe I don't think I have the courage to go to a therapist or maybe I just think oh, really? I don't need to go to a therapist. Oh, I was going to say I was like, because oh, the, the courage one is interesting because mm. like what would. If courage comes to mind. What would you be trying to like? overcome like what are you trying to surmount that would take courage to to speak to this person what is it that would you would be afraid of maybe the truth just the the truth of now this is another follow-up question Mm. the truth unearthed in front of someone new or the truth unearthed to yourself or I both. Because th- mm, it, it could definitely be a lot could, of both. It could be a lot of both, but maybe the truth of myself. Oh, to yourself. Just, yeah, yeah just you having to face yeah. something yeah. and being like, ooh, that's dark. Yeah, I get it. The truth hurt. The truth. Uh, fuck yeah. Yeah, the truth hurts. Fuck and yeah. Maybe, having to like look at yourself and be like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I've been that type of person this whole time. Yeah. Oh, no. That's the type of people that I make fun of. <laughs> oh no, that's the type of person I've always said it was an asshole. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Fuck. Ouch. Shit. I've been doing that for years. Yeah, thinking thinking that shit was copacetic, but no. But it wasn't. No. Yeah. It's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. I get it. I see why people don't want to do that shit. That's not tight. But it is at the same time. But it is. Yeah. Because that's the only way. That's why I have this written up here. On the back end of humiliation comes triumph. triumph. Yeah. That's why I feel that way. Because that shit is humiliating. <laughs> like looking at yourself and like realizing how much of an asshole you've been for whatever reason. It's like, fuck, I did do that thing. Yeah. Like I really did it. Yeah. I, I got caught slipping. Okay. You know, and you just. But you just gotta, you gotta be, at some point, you gotta get humiliated to the point of, of just humility. Mm. You know? Yeah. You just have to understand that you ain't shit. <laughs> you are a speck of dust, okay, <laughs> in these galaxies. Yeah. You're just, you're just a fucking dude, and you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. We all are making them. We, you, just, you can't be right all the time. Not all the time. Right? Like, you're going to make mistakes. And life is layered. So the the decisions that you make are going, this is the fucked up part. 
is they're going to have layers of of goodness and badness sandwiched in. Mm. Like like every decision you make is a cake and there's going to be layers of some nastiness and some greatness that you did. And the thing is, is that cake also changes with time. Mm. Something you did today that was good may not look good a few years from now. Maybe it ages well with time. And it was like, Ooh, that was, that decision seemed to be solid for years. Right. You know, but circumstances change and it does things change like life is fucking layered it's wildly layered yeah and so you have to learn how to have resolve in the decisions that you make knowing that this is this is where me told me to be today right this is the best i had today yeah this is what i did shit hey you know what I mean? Some of it was good. Some of it was bad. Maybe hopefully more of it was good than it was bad. Than bad, right. And hopefully as I'm as I'm getting older and I'm trying to pay more attention, maybe I'm hopefully I'm doing more of that than the contrary. Right, right. Right. So and that and you just you gotta have that resolve and just just keep it pushing. You know, but that you have to be humiliated to the point of humility. Just like, bro, listen. Triumphance comes. After that shit. Yeah. You just, you just like, at least I know now. Right. It sucked having to get to know, but at least I know now. Right. So I don't have to continue to do that thing every day. Mm -hmm. I did it for seven years. Do I want to do it for 10? (laughs) Do I want to keep doing it? Mm -hmm. Well then, all right. Then I, then I have no choice. But to look at myself. Right. And I know that shit's tough, bro. I know that shit's not an easy road. I'm sure. I know that shit's not an easy road for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. I know. I know it. But just like you said. So that's why you may not want to go to to therapy. Yeah. To have to look at the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) What was I bred by? Yeah. (laughs) Right. What molded me. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think the motivation is... The question of who could I become, though? Who could I become? Like, what, where do my true capabilities lie? Mm. There's this thing that I learned about, which I thought was fascinating, which was gene expression. Gene expression? What is- it's just that, I mean, you have DNA in your system, right? Certain genes. Yeah. And depending upon to what degree you exercise those genes in you mm-hmm. exercises the the ultimate possibility that gene is allowed to have as you live on this planet okay right so if you have a certain like athletic gene in you mm-hmm. or genes that lend a hand toward athleticism and you decide to start exercising that mm-hmm. say you're constantly exercising your body like you're doing cardio you're lifting weights you're being athletic you're being active Mm -hmm. those genes inside of you may fully express they may unlock okay which allows you to become even more of an athlete than you initially had the capability of being right right right? so you unlocked attributes inside of yourself is gene expression and there are genes written all through your dna Mm mm-hmm for all sorts of stuff. Like you have a certain brain capacity, mm. right? A certain uh, just capability of like that or ability that your brain can encapsulate. 
and working hard at that, trying to learn new things, trying to figure out new puzzles, trying to keep your mind active could then unlock a new capability through full gene expression that would allow your brain to then encapsulate more than you would have ever thought that it could have. Mm, Okay. I'm say while you're describing that, I'm thinking about like my ability in basketball mm. because my stepfather he taught me when I was really young. I think I started at when I was like maybe eight, ten, somewhere around that number. But when it comes to basketball, I'm ambidextrous. My dominant hand's my right hand, but my shooting hand is my left. And I always thought that was interesting. Um, you know, James Harden's a lefty, um, and there's a couple of others, but that is interesting. It's very your, your your dominant hand is your right, but your shooting hand is your left. Yeah, uh-huh. so my form is like this. Yeah, but so like I I have no problem with right-handed layups, but left-handed layups they still feel kind of flimsy. Mm. It's not dominant. Yeah. Um, and and I've always thought in in that aspect in the game of basketball that I was special. Mm. You know, because um, growing up I was a point guard. I think I've uh, mentioned it <clears throat> before on the last pod that I was on like last year, but um. It, 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 I just always thought that was just so interesting. So like when you describe that, I think like my my gift when it comes to in the game of basketball is that mm. like because nobody's going to be expecting. Oh, I thought you were right handed, but you, you can shoot with the, what? Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, no, being ambidextrous or just learning how to on the court. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, you want to have as many tools as possible. That's the whole point of all this. Yes. So like you want to have as many tools as possible, but you. Yeah, but that that gene expression, like that's, I mean that's that's amazing because the the question that it begs is, if you try to express like the best parts of you, mm. who could you become? Mm. Like, what does the best Carl look and sound like? Who is that person if you try to tap into the best parts of yourself? Mm. Now, in order to tap, see, that's the issue. Because in order to get to the best part of yourself, you got to go through a bunch of darkness. Yeah. You got to go through a bunch of muck. Yeah. Right. So, but that, it begs that question. And that question, that curiosity for me was definitely more than enough to mm. just think like, mm, who could you be? That's because. That's, that's kind of beautiful. Because if of. you do, if, because if you do believe that human beings have autonomy and you can make decisions, right, to better yourself or right. worsen yourself, yeah. then the, then it begs the question. Well, if if I believe that, then what decisions could I make that would make me a better version of myself? Mm. And then it begs the question, how good could I get? Mm. Do you feel like that you're on the path of that? Yeah, I think uh, at some point you just build a system like it's not about trying to like consciously think about that every day. I mean, maybe you do and maybe that works for you, but I think it's more so about building a system around yourself so that you don't really have to think about those things. Gotcha. Which is why I constantly talk about practices because practices are the system. Right. Like if you just, you have things set in your life that propagate that exact type of growth Mm. that I'm talking about, then all you have to do is sit inside of your life. And then your life, you know, you do the things that you do Yeah. at that point. Okay. If you, you practice yoga, mm-hmm. you know, you practice a di- daily meditations. Stretching. You know, you, you mm-hmm. practice exercise. Just whatever it is that sort of clears your mind, all those sort of things, then it's like, well, that's the system of your life now. Yeah. So that begets 
more clarification, more, you know, more clarity, mm. I should say, um, which, which begets, I think the, the better version of yourself. Mm. Man. Yeah. Good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. It matters. For sure. It matters. Um, how long have we been doing this? Where are we at? Oh, we, we've been doing, we've been rocking for a minute now. Oh, Where, how long? Uh, Good, like two hours and a half. Pretty Damn. Much, pretty much. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. feel like that. No. Um, <laughs> did you want to move on to the second part of our hangout? Um, I'm with that. You want to get on out of here? Sure. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for coming. It's good um, to have you back in Virginia, sir. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad I'm back. Man. Absolutely. Had to. Had to do the one-on-one. On to bigger and better things. All right. Thanks for coming, man. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Peace. Peace.